You wouldn't let your kids into the bar, would you? Don't let them listen to Critical Hit. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Critical Hit, a podcast where we drink beer and talk about everything. I am your host, Red King, and with me always is Crimson and Corona Warden. Hello. What is going on? Tonight, we are drinking Nitro Hot Cocoa, Blackwater series by Southern Tier Brewing Co., and we are talking about video game consoles. Oh, (laughs) our favorite. We got history. (laughs) You can't play video games without them. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes, we are ready. We are critical hit. This is Nitro Hot Cocoa. Oh, that sound. Oh, that was killer. Nitros always sound so good. Cheers, bros. Let's go. Cheers. Let's go. Oh, and it smells like Leiden Kugel. (laughs) She thick. Yep. That's what? That's an eight. An eight? Yep. Fucking did it. Yeah. So, fuck. Let's. Uh, I'm just gonna sound like a white girl right now. Hold so on. Let's talk about it just for a little bit. Um, can I? Can uh, I give it a number? I'm gonna yep, give it a number give, first. Give her a number. I'm gonna give it a. Fuck. <laughs> I'm giving it a nine. <laughs> so I don't want to get like a reputation of giving everything a ten. <laughs> well, to be fair, you've only given two a ten. This is episode nine. We've drank nine of these things. Less than you'd be at about 25%. It's a fucking 10. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, my thing is, is that I feel like nitro with a beer makes it so much smoother. Like, this is better than Leidenkugel to me. Creamy, delicious. Let's talk a little bit about it. Um, Nitro, hot cocoa. This is um, Blackwater series from Southern Tier Brewing Co., Right here in the Southern Tier, New York, upstate degen like us, um, <laughs> representing. Good choice, good choice. You uh, you came hard this week. Yep, this is a ten point oh alcohol by volume. Woo! This is the highest that we have that we've had on this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna drink this whole can. <laughs> this could be a problem. <laughs> uh, it's so smooth. It's it's really really good. It's so good. it is um is just straight up like. Cocoa powder. It is marshmallows. Yeah. It is just and like a heavy. It's a it's an imperial milk stout. Yep. So it is like heavy and thick and just. That's good. Yeah. It's amazing. It's legitimately like I just like, cracked open like hot cocoa. Okay, I'm slapping but, it with a root beer like in between, and it's super good. Like, <laughs> it helps make it even better. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, that sounds amazing. That might be my next venture is uh, <laughs> mixing some nitro hot cocoa with some root beer. Dude, imagine if we got like the vanilla Pepsi Nitro and mixed it with this. No, miss me with that. Here's the thing. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> that might actually be really, really great. We actually just stop everything and go get fucked up. <laughs> I can call off work tomorrow. <laughs> Fair enough. So let's talk a little bit about Southern Tier Brewing Co. Um, this is, I think, probably the, like, as far as when it was founded, this is a baby, baby, baby brewing company in 2002. Oh, yeah. That's... 
I think we've only had one that was newer. I don't remember which one it was, but I think there was one that was like 2003. Well, Beer Tree is kind of really new around here. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yep. Uh, I mean, but are they new around here or new in general? Right. Um, hmm. No. And they've been brewing for a bit. They've been they've been around. Yes. It's just they really haven't been as uh, what's the word prevalent in the area. <laughs> well, I think they only recently really started expanding. Mm-hmm. So, the founders Phineas Demink, Sarah Demink, <laughs> Alan Skip Yan. <laughs> this is our. Uh, <laughs> this is our lineup. Demink, they, Demink uh, and Yan. <laughs> If, if they were like an attorney, <laughs> so they they started their um, brewing company with old equipment from a brewing company that closed in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. They brought it up to the southern tier. Um, in two thousand and three, they they had four IPAs to choose from, mm. and it was very small batch, and they were just basically. Getting them out where they could. Right. Trying to get the word out. Uh, Hitting the pavement back in the day. Exactly. And flash forward to today, and they have, you know, I think it's in Lakewood, New York. Yep. And it is a uh, fantastic restaurant and brewing company. And, I mean, the real deal. Yeah. So, I... First beer down. Let's oh, fucking go. crushed we... it. Listen, that's a win. <laughs> yep. So that reinforces the 10. <laughs> yep. It actually reinforces your previous mm-hmm. enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like everything from Southern Tier. I mean, I have not been able to find one that was just like, nah. Like, they have one. I was thinking about doing it for the pumpkin beers. They have Warlock, mm-hmm. and Ooh. I wanted to try that. There's always next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, fantastic company and fantastic freaking... Drinks, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I saw it and I picked it up. I'm, I was thinking, like, today's just fucking bastardly cold <laughs> and um, rainy and wet. And I got soaked and it was just terrible at work. That might have fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, hot cocoa, it works. I'm just seeing Chrono just beaming around the room. That would have fucked me up. <laughs> so, so, before we get into it, a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, it is the 8th of December, currently, at the time of our recording. Uh, we lost Whamageddon pretty fucking hard on the 2nd. <laughs> Well, me and me and Grimson did. Chrono mm-hmm. uh, is somehow still alive with his amazing uh, ability to ignore everything. Apparently, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> your whole family, <laughs> except your brother-in-law. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Just crushed in one. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> I had everybody over. We were listening to Christmas music, and all of a sudden, Wham came on. It was like, and the whole. And <laughs> yeah, your wife sure. was telling me the, the whole day. Yes. It was just nothing. Yeah, no no wham until. Yeah, and I got there and like two hours straight, we're just running Christmas music. I'm like, cool. I let my guard down after you got back and I just. And <laughs> it wiped off. 
Alexa wipe the whole house. Like, that's the type of, like, um, sci-fi movie violent AI bullshit. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They start with Whamageddon, <laughs> then they set your house on fire. What, what you call a nuclear whamhead. So they're going <laughs> yeah, to add a hologram to Alexa, and it's just going to be that one girl in the meme that burned her house down. Yes. <laughs> just looking back. So that was that was the first thing, and as a second thing, I was thinking that we would add a fucking segment to this show, <laughs> and I'm just gonna do it. Okay. Okay. So strap in, fuckers. Um, <laughs> right. Introducing our brand new segment, D and D railed. Oh. Okay. So right. right, we've been playing. Oh, you want to mention the boulder? I'm guessing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so basically, what I'm going to do is, you know, we play every fucking Monday. So when we record, um, we're going to share with our amazing uh, listeners a very brief recap of our b- bullshit escapades. <laughs> So um, I'll just set the stage real quick, and then we'll get right into it. We'll do a little bit of a uh, play-by-play, and then we will uh, we'll get to the meat of our potato, our console discussion. Yes, 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 yes. So last session, we our party was on a rescue mission. Um, Chrono's character, Aleander, had been. Um, his debt had finally come to call. He had been captured by a lich. Um, it's uh, a bloodline thing that has been plaguing his bloodline. I just said it twice. Um, <laughs> bloodline, bloodline. The yep. entire campaign so far in the making. Mind yep. you, this is one of the longest running threads we've had. Yep. And uh, it started It started innocuously enough. Um, we made our way into a different plane. Uh environmental hazards of not being able to breathe or walk or anything like that. And um, <laughs> we were having trouble. <laughs> we were having trouble. We went f- and we went from um, trying to trying to infiltrate um, this pocket dimension slash lich keep to a full on balls out assault. And that's what we did. <laughs> And uh, we ate damage, but it was fun. <laughs> yes, uh, Crimson was uh, kind of like the creative thinking MVP of, MVP, yeah. Yeah, of the I session. Thank God, thank God. With his um, stop a boulder in midair with a single punch, pick it up, alter gravity, and smash it <laughs> against a uh, a battlement full of. Undead ogres, and it was amazing. Yeah, I, I cannot tell you how much, because uh, at the time, Chrono was DMing for us. He, he took over for this segment that we're in, and when I started explaining what was going on, and even when I just switched my equipment, or rather, I activated my equipment, and he's like, you're going to try to punch a boulder, are you? I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> And when it was approved, when the action was happening, I can't tell you the rush that I had. Oh, my gosh, the whole table freaked out. I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, there's just no way this is about to happen. And 
it worked so beautifully. Like, I felt like it was, like, one of those, like, when you're watching a good anime and you get a good fight, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I was running two characters at the time, and... Uh, they both got fucked up. Yeah, managed to almost kill one, and the other one, I threw him against a portcullis, almost <laughs> broke his legs. And uh, D-nutted him. Almost. <laughs> almost. That was the yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a one part of the roles that were on my side. It, it was it was a good session though. It was a really good session. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, we will we will give you more amazing tales of our exploits next week <laughs> on our brand new segment D and D Railed. We will see. Excellent. excellent. I I love that segment actually. <laughs> I'm I'm into this. <laughs> so now we are talking about consoles. This is where it gets serious. Yes. Whose side are you on? <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest PlayStation simp. <laughs> I am on nobody's side because they are not on my side. <laughs> oh, I, okay, fair enough. I gotta. Ooh, this is tough, and probably an easy answer, kind of an easy way out. Nintendo. Nintendo's my favorite overall. Nah, my top ten has a lot of Nintendo in it. But. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 all with the switch, you know. I'm with the the portability. I'm with because I'm I'm just kind of re-experiencing it as we kind of talked about on uh, our Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of really getting back into gaming, and like the switch just makes it dumb easy to do that. You should get a Steam Deck. I'm you I'm know, I've actually how fucking <laughs> how fucking choice does that Steam Deck look? I'm it, I, it's really good. A couple of my friends have it. Um, yeah. I'm actually really considering One that because them put emulators on it. <laughs> of, that course. Is the, of course. <laughs> so, like, you know what it kind of reminds me? The Steam Deck is a. So, like, when the PlayStation Portable came out, the original PSP, and they yeah. were just hacking the living shit out yep. of it. And Sony was like, well, wag of the finger. Oh, don't do that. Uh, Steam Deck is that energy, but completely fucking unapologetic. It's yeah. Like, come, come try it. Put everything you want as far as like, like software, yeah, software and crazy shit, and just do, uh, do a stupid fucking thing with this amazing little piece of hardware. I I fucking want one. Oh, but I'm, I'm, just to give you a couple little uh, interesting history facts. So we are technically in the ninth generation of consoles, mm-hmm. right? Correct. correct. How many consoles, dedicated home consoles, this isn't counting handhelds like Game Boys and stuff, do you think have been released? Dedicated. Since Gen 1. But we're talking about, what about revisions, right? Like hardware revisions? Not counting Slims or anything like that. So just, just base, I mean, that's we've still. We've got to be into like 50 or 60 different consoles. That have been 1,000. Right, right, that kind of checks because there was a there was like a wild west type of right before the video game crash in the eighties because that's the thing right of those one thousand plus only a hundred and two are from Gen two to Gen nine most of them are in Gen one wow which was nineteen seventy two to nineteen eighty one roughly. Because wasn't like because everybody like even just Pong, toy companies and Magnavox, stuff like that. Odyssey. A lot of them were just single games that hooked up to your TV, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because I do remember, didn't Hasbro fuck around and get a into lot? The, they yeah, had a lot. Yeah, they were really like deep in it for a while, yeah, and yeah. I was like, what? That's <laughs> just it. Like, 
So probably the most famous console of this day and age is the Atari 2600. Yep. That's technically from the second generation of home consoles. It's not the first. That's wild. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like the ColecoVision and crap like that, right? That <laughs> was, was, that was that first day. gen. I was just about to mention that because it also reminds me of, this is kind of related, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Code Monkeys. Code Monkeys. Code oh Monkeys my was God. my shit, dude. I love that show. Oh, dude. I love That show was good. Yeah, yeah. Game of Vision. Yeah, yeah, I loved that show. <laughs> it was amazing. I watched it every time I could. Right. It's a shame that there's not more of it. There should be more of it with different graphical styles. Just saying. <laughs> no, that that um, the eight bit word. Yeah, the River City Ransom. I do. I look. I love it. But wouldn't it be awesome if they went sixteen bit? It would be. It would be. Like it would be awesome. Like, se- like season two of Code Monkeys is sixteen bit. Yeah, yeah. Season three is thirty two. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, like they stay in pixel art. Yeah, but yeah. Just different. Oh, I would. I would love that. Season four is sixty four, and then they go. 64 again and then back to 32. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it just got Because it starts going to the retro craze after Right, that. right, right. <laughs> this box is fighting me. I want more beer. Here we go. <laughs> I don't need another one. Listen, <laughs> let's get in this. They are good. Uh, so, I think, so that would put the, that put the PlayStation 1 and the N64, like the, that's like the fifth or sixth generation. Fifth generation, okay. correct. Yep. So, Gen 1 is 1972 to 1980, 81. Second gen is 1976 to 1992. Okay. Which was your Atari 2600 and the Fairchild Channel F. Fairchild? Yeah. Holy. What? (laughs) Wasn't there like an Amstrad? Yep. And... Amstrad was Gen 1, wasn't it? What are you guys talking about? That's how many there are back in this day. But you're just throwing out there. Oh, wasn't there ham hands? Yeah, I'm pretty sure ham hands wasn't there. Actually, I think I did see something like that on the list. But I, you don't understand how large and wild and crazy Gen 1 was, dude. Looking at this list yesterday was ridiculous. It's, it's like the it, wild fucking West. It really was. It really, really was. Yeah, it was the tech West. Yep, and That's crazy. There were so many people throwing their hats in the game and absolutely getting fucking just <laughs> completely served. Yeah. And, oh, man. <laughs> and they would appear and maybe they were lucky to have been part of a bigger conglomerate. Yeah. And when they get just completely wiped off the face of the earth that they just get to continue making like fucking ball in a cup or shit like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a lot of them that they were startups and they were like, Hey, there's this big trend. You know, video game is huge. We're going to do it. We're going to get it. And you know, a lot of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just so. gone. <laughs> Me capped. Third generation is 1983 to 2003. You what? Know what consoles? Yeah. This is going to surprise you. That's a strong gen. Do you want to know what really consoles strong. are on this generation? Okay. The Sega master system. Yep. The Atari 7800. Oh, wow. And the Nintendo Entertainment System is Gen 3. This is when Nintendo came onto the block. (laughs) Knock, knock. Hello. Fourth Gen. I'm the one who knocks. 1987 to 2004. Yep. Sega Genesis. Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The SNK Neo Geo. Oh, my. Oh, man. Okay, so the SNK Neo Geo was. I love SNK. (laughs) 
I like SNK's arcade games. Their home their home offerings and their portable offerings were really bad. Yeah. <laughs> They're not so bad now. Yeah. <laughs> oh well the the games are amazing. They will they will never they stay making good games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their hardware was garbage. Right. So before we continue, I just want to throw this out there that I had a really interesting uh gaming experience with actually our uh sister Red King. Um, we, we, uh, we actually got a, it was an entire, like, Neo Geo emulator thing, and it was just, like, just every Neo Geo game, and it's, like, the amount of games that they had on that was actually surprising, and almost exclusively anime <laughs> Right. So you had, like, bullet hell shooters. You had, like, all the weird fighting games. Like, do you remember... All the weird uh, Japanese-only usually yeah. stuff. Do you remember the one game? I can't remember what it was called, but you remember Sam Chai? Oh, Fighting History? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, they have a version of that on the Switch um, online. <laughs> That's... They don't have the weird, like... Yo, crappy tinny voice acting. Yeah, but I mean, it was. It's still good. It's, it, well, it's not good. <laughs> it's <laughs> enjoyable. Yes, it's enjoyable to go down that way. Fifth generation, nineteen ninety three to two thousand six. Mm. Sega Saturn, PlayStation. Yeah. N sixty four. Okay, so. Official the first official dethroning of uh, of Nintendo, so to speak, as far as that generation goes. Because if you remember, there was supposed to be a deal between Nintendo and I believe Panasonic at the time. Yeah. Um, where they were supposed to be the first ones to use CD-ROMs and on their consoles, and they they uh, essentially made the Nintendo uh, DD disc drive, I believe it was yeah. called. Yep. And that that's that was their deal short with Nintendo because their initial deal was supposed to be with Sony between Sony and Nintendo, but they said no. So Sony was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make our own yeah. console." <clears throat> Sixth generation, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand thirteen. There we go. Yep. Sega Dreamcast, oh. PlayStation Two, the GameCube by Nintendo. And the original Xbox. So. S tier. I'm throwing I, it out I, there. I'm going to say that that's probably, the, that's probably the cream of the crop no. as far as gaming goes. <laughs> I don't think that it gets any better. Um, the one thing that I have, right, with the, uh, so I actually own a Dreamcast. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. <laughs> and yeah, we get a nice little display. So the one thing about yes, um, the and, and some, I love the dream game. Can't throw it out there. is probably one of the worst <laughs> fucking controllers ever to have been spawned from hell. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair. So you know, right. like the like the Duke X- Xbox controller, like the original, original that huge, like massive, chonky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The absolute unit. Uh, still wasn't as bad in the hands as a Dreamcast controller. So the thing about the Duke is, is that while it was big, it was still technically ergonomical. It yes. was comfortable to hold. And I mean, that's, that was, I mean, I kind of hit puberty on that console. So like my hands grew and that controller felt right. Yes. I love the Duke. So, yeah. so <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. That was what I was going to say is the complete opposite <clears throat> with the Dreamcast right. controller because 
it first of all it has two slots for the VMUs, which I f- found were absolutely amazing. Yeah, I know that it wasn't really utilized that well, and that blah 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 blah, and this and the third conceptually, about, yeah, like the concept of it was amazing because that was kind of that first foray into the hybrid of portable gaming mm-hmm. and. And the console experience with like stuff like um, Sonic Adventure, where you could play with your Chow characters and raise them right in the VMU and stuff like that. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, the the one thing is they have two slots on the controller, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it creates a huge belly on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and your fingers, your knuckles will just bang against it. Uh-huh. The controller, the cable of it comes out of the bottom of the controller. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> Nobody else did that. No. Nobody else ever has. <laughs> See, that's the thing, right? I would argue one of the other worst controller designs is the original N64 controller. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it, that that controller was essentially developed exclusively for Super Mario 64, and that was the only game that it made no, sense. Mario Party did it well. Star Fox used uh, it okay. Don't what? Um... Try that one again. <laughs> Mario Party? Mario Party ruined my hands. Bro, I had like fucking... Yeah, I have the burn scars too. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> because we were okay, just... Okay, so <laughs> the controller was designed to be used with Mario Party, but the controller itself had a shitty joystick. We were... The yeah. joystick was hard plastic with ridges in it. It was designed to cut your fucking hand on tug of war. <laughs> and that's the game that always did Oh, it. man. I, you got fucking rope burn from tug of war. Like, you have to... So... In that fucking hexagonal or octagonal. I, yeah, that, that, that was yeah. like, dude, it was octagonal grooves, so it wasn't even it was a, a smooth motion. It was a really hard game. Yeah. Well, right, because that's the <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> Technically, they put eight-way running just into the controller, and it just cut your fucking hand open like a knife. Like, the, that full-go hard stop in, yeah. a, in a circular motion, holy Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> now, I have... I've, uh... An old PlayStation, right? Like, I have a PlayStation 2. Yeah. The PlayStation 2 controller was fucking terrible. Really? You didn't like the DualShock 2? Um, so, I'll say it with this caveat, right? I have been playing with the DualSense for the P5. That one is, like, the controller's bigger. The, like, it fits better in the hand. Okay. It's got, like, they... Old consoles cared almost... Not at all about ergonomics. Yeah, but and, I, uh, I always liked the It was the so feel. little, bro. I liked the feel of the DualShock 2. It felt right to me. Because I started to get big hands with the PlayStation 2. Eh. And, uh, <laughs> dude, it was little. That was know. the thing. Maybe it's just the way I learned to, like, hold it. Well, it, it still didn't feel uncomfortable to me. It was the grips that were the problem. Because if you realize that Sony's pretty much kept the same controller design, more or less. The same basic shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah throughout it's their entire... Joysticks at the bottom, start and select in the middle. They didn't always have joysticks. Well, right. The dual... Well, the original controller <laughs> yeah. and the DualShock 1 came out yeah. with the joysticks. Now, here's the thing. I think the reason why it was so bad, because the PlayStation 3, if you remember, had the same fucking problem, <laughs> is that the handles were too short. Right. So it's like, it felt like if you had bigger hands, like your hands your were hanging off. Your pinkies are just, yeah. So even, you're like Velociraptoring this fucking yeah, controller. Yeah. Okay, that's Eagle fair. Eagle Claw 3. <laughs> and even my hands, and I don't have giant hands. But, like, even my hands were hanging off that controller. And I'm like, however, however, 
everyone's going to be like, oh, here he goes, getting ready to talk about the game controller. Fuck that. The Xbox 360 controller. Okay, the Xbox 360 controller, except for the D-pad, except for the is D-pad. one of the best fucking controllers ever made. Yes, and know, yeah, there, there yeah. were revisions done. Right. The to, problem is, is that so D-pads are tricky, right? Because people fucking trademark that shit, which yeah. makes sense. I would argue the best D-pad is always on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, I would argue that. Side of the Switch, I don't. Besides I, the Switch. Switch yeah, the, the switch is weird. So okay, if you get a pro controller though, or an actual like official oh, license Nintendo no. controller, it has that kick-ass Nintendo D-pad. Wow. Yeah, because okay. I have several fucking controllers that are wireless that I've bought on clearance for like twelve dollars. Because fuck yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just plug into USB C. I charge them up and I fucking hook up to my switch, whether it's in portable mode or on my fucking TV. Okay, yeah. which and, is the best part of that console. They're nice size controllers. They're about the size of a three sixty controller. They have a very similar layout. It's like Nintendo's controllers take that good Nintendo D-pad, the ergonomics of an Xbox controller, and the layout of a PlayStation controller. Yeah. yeah. It's like all of the best shit. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're low-key just biting everybody's game and just making it amazing. Right. Yeah. And all the edginess you would expect to find in anything Nintendo lately. Plus, because if it's, not, if it's Nintendo, it's square and edgy. Let's be real about that. Oh, these are like smooth and yeah. Well, I have a pro controller, and that was the one thing I was going to say. Of like the current generation of consoles, the pro controller is, like, honestly, the dual sense, in my opinion, is top. I think, even though I do like the Xbox Series X and S controller, yeah. it's very at the top. It's very edgy. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Little, it's a little weird now yeah, that I have one. Yeah, it doesn't have a nice, like, rounded surface yeah, to it. You but know it's what not I'm saying? uncomfortable. No, not uncomfortable. Very edgy, though. And I want to know what I think really makes it. I don't know why it does, but the the asymmetrical stick. So the pattern. asymmetrical stick yep. has always felt very comfortable, yeah, right? Yeah, it's really because nice. Because it puts... Your thumbs aren't running into each other. That was always my biggest thing about the DualShocks, right? <laughs> that was where my problem is, is that if you're doing anything like God of War, or any game that requires you to use both joysticks for anything, your thumbs run into each other. Yep. Yeah. I have died in a game to that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one thing if I fuck up, but that's not my fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Not technically. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you have to learn to rotate your thumbs at different speeds, which can also <laughs> fuck up. So it's a very intricate math because you have to rotate at the correct speed. Like Resident Evil 4 on Ooh. the PS2 oh was God. rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just to summarize our last three generations uh, real quick, yeah. just to finish the history. 2005 to 2017 is 7th gen. That's 360, PS3, and the Wii. That was also pretty... Mm-hmm. That was a pretty beastly gen. So, 8th oh, yeah. and ninth generation are technically, obviously, ninth generation being released in 2020. They'd still be making games for it. 8th generation, they're still making games for because it's Xbox One, Wii U, Switch, and PS4. Right. They're still making games for PS4. They stopped production of the Xbox One. So, officially, Xbox is fully ninth gen now. Yeah. Okay. Even though you still get games on the one. Right. And the ninth generation Nintendo has no contender yet. It's the Xbox Series X slash S and the PS5. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's about time for uh, for Nintendo to come out with that Switch Pro. We're, we'll see what happens. It's probably going to happen because the thing is, is that I don't know if Nintendo can top the Switch I feel like you have to upgrade the Switch. Well, that was the problem, right? The Wii U 
was actually a really good console. That yeah, that's I don't know if that's a hot take at this point, but anybody who's owned a Wii U generally knows that that no, was, that I, was a I, good. I had one and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I wound up selling it because like I wasn't playing it and it was just sitting around collecting dust. Mm. And we put that money towards the Switch. Yeah, mm. which I mean, that's an obvious obvious that right. It's all the goodness that came with the Wii U, but with like more portability. It's yeah, a little bit of a sore subject for me because I'm, you know, once again. Um, talking about things that our listeners cannot see. I am staring at my shelf, at my Wii U, sitting right next to the Wii, um, sitting right next to the GameCube. So I those think three generations were all um, they had um, compatibility with yep, each other. You could play GameCube and Wii on the Wii U. Yep. The biggest problem with the Wii U is that Nintendo didn't do enough to market it differently, right? It was a marketing disaster. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was a fantastic idea because it had the basic idea of... You can see literally everything in the Switch was in the Wii U. It's just you couldn't take it that far from the TV. But if I as a parent was like, well, I want to watch some TV or I want to play my PlayStation or my Xbox that is hooked up to the TV, all your kid has to do is pick up that little thing and... They're good to go. Yep. Yeah. They can play handheld, and they're still in the same room with you. You can talk to each other. You can hang out. Yeah, that was actually a really well-thought-out design, if right. you really and think about it. And then it goes right into the Switch. The Switch took everything of the 3DS that was great and everything of the Wii U that was great, and they made a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean... It's a, a great fucking console. Yeah. yeah undeniably... The has, Switch is what gets most of my time these days. Yeah. Yep, and that's the one thing I would I would say, and that's kind of why right now Nintendo, I'm, I would say that I am not necessarily a fanboy of any one given uh, developer, but Nintendo does have a lot of my attention because I feel like they kind of have a better understanding, weirdly enough, of the adult gamer. <laughs> so here, 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 I agree. So yeah, here, I would agree with that too. So here's the thing. Even though Nintendo has always been sort of infamously the childish uh, company, they also understand that you don't always have the most time on your hands as a full-grown gamer. Right. You don't always have the most, you know, like you don't have – all the open access to do this or the other thing. I can't sit down for an hour necessarily. Or maybe you know, my family might be, like just like you said earlier, they might be watching TV or something like that, and I want to get a little bit of game time in. Right. You know, and these are all things that you can do, and you can do, you know, easily, on the go, pick up and play, and it's like all of their games are developed with sort of like the handheld mindset. Right. Where everything kind of is, you know, in a this nice bite-sized package so it's like you pick it up and you can do 30 minutes of very relevant gaming and then sit that sucker back down (laughs) so when i first moved back up here i had to take the bus to work right i had a 3ds that thing came with me every day because it was an hour bus ride yeah i had to be to work at seven which means i had to be on the bus at five o'clock in the morning so i caught that bus there rode it to the station had to wait an hour at the station for the next bus to leave so I got two hours of gaming in every morning. Yeah, yeah. And that's so something that... you ride a train, a bus, if you're not driving yourself to work, yep. it's great. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can already see that that idea kind of has already 
found its way into other you know console developers you look at microsoft now and they're looking more at, at the, the games cloud as gaming. a service kind of thing you know you can you know. so the big thing about game pass that i will say is is that it's not necessarily games as a service right because you can install the game on your phone Oh, and okay. play it like that so you don't have the uptick in your data necessarily. You right. still have to be connected to the internet, but you're playing it locally. Okay, gotcha. That's kind of interesting. I did not know that. It's not every game. Yeah. But, but depending on what phone you have, which if you have one of the newer ones, you should be pretty much good for 99% of the stuff that's on Game Pass. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't utilized it yet. I will say that. It's is- best if you can either, A, get like a clip to go on an Xbox controller. Because, again, Xbox controllers aren't that big. You can fit them in a side pocket on a backpack easily enough. Or... If you can get one of like the Razor Kishis or something, yeah, and slap it those on ones there. Are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those. So I think it's <laughs> it's weird to say it, but like it almost makes sense for the for this portable like ecosystem to kind of crystallize and make it make it a part of every developer now. Yeah, because I mean. Nintendo did a lot of it with, like, I I actually still have my 3DS. It has battery bulge and is <laughs> non-functional, but I, I mean, switch a battery out for it and it's still functioning. Yeah. And um, I put, I put hours and hours and hours into my 3DS and I, I think I've had every, every major version of that console. Yeah. Um. I I know my DS Lite is still like it's still functional yeah. to this day, and like it's got broken hinges, you know, <laughs> it's in you know scratched up you know screen from the style of plasticky style, it's just scraping against it all day, but it's like this thing is still running and right. still as far as a handheld console goes, that was an incredibly solid console. Like yeah. Nintendo's always had like. Their handheld consoles pretty much eclipse their home consoles almost all the time. Pretty except, much. except when you mix their home console and handheld console together, well, then the, suddenly that starts selling off. The, the Switch is kind of the actualization of what Nintendo's been doing for 40 years, right? Because the original Game Boy, the only consoles that the Switch has not outsold at this point, which it probably will in the next couple years, is the Nintendo DS and the original Game Boy. That's it. It has eclipsed every other console, and it's only a couple million units from eclipsing those two. That's amazing. Yeah. Because the thing is, is I think the Game Boy was like 110 million. So the funny part is, is that Sega actually had a handheld console that came out around the same time, and it sold 11 million units. You're talking about the Game Gear? Yeah. The the Sega Game Gear actually did really, really well. It was not a commercial failure. The problem is, is that the Game Boy sold it 10 to 1. So <laughs> yeah. if you sell... Okay, think about Price it. Price was king. Yeah. If you sold 10 million units, though, that's not a failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just the other guys sold 110 million. Which is ridiculous because um, the Game Gear actually had a backlit screen. Yes, it did. It, it was the first console with a backlit screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually impressive. <laughs> like, And that was like 89 or something. <laughs> Nintendo's always been able to do to skirt that line between um, having a console that's affordable because even right now, you can't really beat the price on a Switch. The yeah. only console that comes close to the price of the Switch is the Xbox Series S. 
yeah, and okay. the PS4, but the PS4 is aged. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument the Switch is also aged, but you, you know they're what investing it, still in the Switch. Yep. And you know what it is? I think some developers and, you know, I guess mainly console developers have realized that it's not always about being the bleeding edge of technology. It's sometimes, you know, what you can do with that technology, the ease of use of that technology. You know, portability has become a huge factor, an undeniably huge factor. Right, right. Um, you know, just and let's be honest, like the pick up and play aspect of, of Nintendo, because it, being it able is able to put as little or as much investment of your time into e- it. Right? Yeah, that's the thing, though, is, is that. Honestly, I would be surprised if Microsoft actually announces another console after the Xbox series. They which, almost have no reason to. Which that's actually, uh, I guess, a, a little interesting tidbit that I would uh, like to think about getting into here is I know the future of gaming is something that I've been very fascinated in. So, yeah, that's something I uh, I definitely would like to talk about. So, I guess... Uh the next thing we got to talk about, right, <laughs> is uh, we've played, like, fucking everything. Like, at one point or another, we've gotten our hands on more or less every console that there is worth playing in. In uh, <laughs> Not that Gen 1 bullshit of, like... Yeah, that would have been a really uh, muddy generation to get in the game. <laughs> yes. Um, so, right... We gotta, we gotta, we we gotta put them against each other. We gotta, we gotta find that top ten, or we gotta find that. I didn't know I would be this in lists, but I guess I am. All right, hey, we, we be doing it. So <laughs> I'll go first. Listicles. <laughs> so I will do my top ten consoles, and then if we have time, we'll get into favorite games for consoles. Right. Number ten, Super Nintendo. Who? Okay. Entertainment system. Hmm. Okay. Because that's the first real console I remember playing. Actually, I might need to do my games with it because it might give you a better frame of reference. Right. So my top five favorite games for the SNES. Number five, Artie Lightfoot, which was a platforming game. I would be surprised if either of you have even followed um, it. Um, this is my first time hearing of it. It almost sounds fake. <laughs> no, it's a legit game. I can show you pictures of it right now. The right. basic story is, is that you're playing as like a treasure hunting weasel trying to help like his human friend with shit. And you have like a Kirby-like creature called Peck that can eat enemies and he's your weapon. You just throw him at enemies and he gets different abilities based on what color he is. Sweet. Okay, cool, cool. Number four, Super Bomberman. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> number three, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. That's okay. Game. Yep. That's like the first real game I remember being given to me. It's not the first game I played, obviously, but that's the first game like I remember being mine. Yes. Right. That's Chrono's game. Number two, Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> of course. Listen, Donkey Kong Country, I'm not good at it. Ooh, that game is just... The first time I finally beat that game, I was so proud. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the gameplay in it is challenging. It's fun. It's just everything that a proper game should be. It's right. just... It, it, so, number one shouldn't necessarily surprise anyone that listened to Nostalgia. Super Mario RPG, The Legend of the Seven Stars <laughs> is my favorite SNES game. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I actually got a chance to play a little bit of that on a uh, 
completely legitimate emulator. Well, yeah, the um, SNES Classic has it. Well, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, do you remember uh, <laughs> that? Oh yeah, right there. That's it. <laughs> really? No, it's it. Yeah. Do you remember the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga? Yeah, on yeah, uh, GBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was kind of my foray into Mario RPGs. I didn't get to play the original uh, Super Mario RPG. So but I, I think my number 10 would have to be the Wii. Okay. Okay. That's okay. legit. Here's the thing. Number 10. Number 10. Original Xbox. What? See, yep. okay. Here's I'm the thing. That's where I originally had it, but after I started looking at the games and thinking about where they rank... When I get there, well, well let's so, talk about it. so the Wii it had to be the the number ten because um, I remember even when I wasn't really too concerned because there was a time in my in my teens that I I was into the games and I was very into the games. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if technically they were you know really flashy or the graphics or this that, and the third. Right, right. Um, I was. I remember um, getting our first HD television mm-hmm. because, you know, everything was running off, you know, a tube TV and uh, hooking the Wii up to that for the first time and being very excited to see what it was going to. Right, right. And muddy, bad, like blurry. Jaggy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It And, um, you know, the... When the Motion Plus came out, it really improved the controls, but yeah. it got to the point where I think even uh, there were a couple of E3 conferences where I think it might have even been Ubisoft who had said something about the Wii Waggle, mm-hmm. and they, to- they almost coined that term. Uh, so, yeah, it's a number 10 because even though it's, you know, very endearing, uh it's not something that I can just... It's not an easy console to go back to. Yep. No, number 10 is Xbox for me because of longevity. So here's the thing. I don't think, even though it does have... It does have a lot of really, really good games. Mm-hmm. One, none of those series withhold except for pretty much Halo. And, uh, you can, yeah, you're not going to find a Blinks time detective. On, time sweeper. Yeah, time sweeper. Yeah, time sweeper on any type of... Uh, you're not going to find Grab by the Ghoulies. You're not going to find that. And Actually, they it, just came out with a recent Grab by the Ghoulies. They should have it. They, I think that's, that's a, a problem. A lot of those are on Game Pass, though. Yeah, but they need updated versions. They need new versions. It, they're IPs that are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Blinks yeah. and Grab by the Ghoulies were fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they were good games. They were good. Now, the, the reason, the main reason why the Xbox is at number 10 and the reason why the longevity argument is there because they happen to have a habit. Microsoft happens to have a habit of making their consoles completely irrelevant as soon as the new version comes out. Yeah. So that's the one thing. You're not going to get Xbox Live anymore because any game that's worth playing online has had a slapdash HD remaster that's been thrown onto one of the newer consoles. So they don't want you going back and playing that. They're not going to hold these servers up. So it's like going back and playing the Xbox catalog now is going to be a lot different than playing the Xbox catalog back then when it was huge. But I got to tell you, man, Throwing on Jet Set Radio Future on the Xbox fucking hits different. Okay, so <laughs> it do, it do, it do. what would be your, your top Wii game? Top Wii game, I'm going to say, is... Hmm. 
I'm going to say uh, the first Red Steel. Okay. Okay. That's... Despite all of its flaws. No, nah, that's that's a good choice. I'm... Yeah. I, I, that surprised I me, but that's a good that choice. That game had a lot of game-breaking glitches. Like, you would play it and... <laughs> I remember going through this game probably three or four times <laughs> now. It, and it's ridiculous because I was playing um, black ops two at the time mm-hmm. I was playing uh, halo three. I was get, I was really into like, like hardcore competitive shooters. Yeah. For some reason, the gun and the sword, it was, it was hype for me. Right. And I, that was the thing about Nintendo, yep. right? They always mm-hmm. use their controllers really yep. well. Yep. I, yep. Except I remember 64. playing through that game several times and then hitting the same spot and having different things happen. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Favorite Xbox game. So the reason why I'm not I'm not going to throw this on there, th- this particular series on there is because you're going to see it later on the list and I'm not going to duplicate. So my favorite ex- original Xbox game, Ninja Gaiden. Okay, okay. Ah, I forgot that it was an Xbox game. Yeah, that started there, and that's where I will forever remember it, because all the other versions got weird. Right. (laughs) Nunchaku. Yeah, yeah. So, my number nine and the top five games thereof, the original Xbox is my number nine. Okay, okay. The games? The Duke can't get no love. (laughs) Fable the Lost Chapters. Okay. Oh, fuck, I forgot Fable. Baldur's Gate 2 Dark Alliance. I lost a good one. Okay. Knights of the Old Republic 2. Mm, okay, okay. Two. Jade Empire. I forgot about Jade Empire. Sleeping on it. Knights of the Old Republic 1 you is my number one Xbox. being Xbox-hating motherfucker. Hold on, though. PC had Knights of the Old Republic. No, though. it was an original Xbox exclusive. Yep. It did not come to PC until, like, 2005. It was a lot later, but I played it on the PC. That's fair, but it, it was is technically an original Xbox. Fair. It was damn near poetry on yes. PC, though. Yeah, I would sure. agree. I have it on PC now. Yeah. No. Fuck, that, I mean, that is, I mean, it's a good list. You got a good list. I mean, it, there was definitely a lot of must-haves on there. Right. The original Xbox was, Microsoft slapped hard. The 360, which we'll get to later in my list, yeah, you, also slapped hard. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll get to that one later in my list, too. Spoiler. <laughs> I've got, I'm curious to see where you put it. But. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> um, I'm going to put my number nine at the PlayStation Vita. Interesting. Okay. 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 All so right. Here's the thing. I still own my PlayStation Vita. Matter of fact, Crimson was the one who bought it for me on my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. And uh, you want to talk about um, potential. Yeah. Like yeah. that console was amazing. The thumbsticks were great on it. Right. Like the, <clears throat> the console itself was the perfect kind of size where it was. It was kind of like a smartphone. Right. It had enough of that console vibe to it. The design of it was nice. It was a little sharp on the edges, but uh, it was... It, it was still sleek, um, uh, mm-hmm. And the OLED screen that they ship with, I mean, they no one was doing OLED. Not back only, then. Only the high-end Samsung phones were getting OLED screens. Yeah. Um, such amazing hardware um, kind of squandered by, like, really weird... Uh, and and, and it's kind of a hallmark right of PlayStation's era that time where they went from 
the PlayStation 2, and then they jumped into the PlayStation Portable, and they hamstringed it with the UMD, and they they jumped into the PlayStation 3, hamstrung it with with the processor. Yeah. And the Vita, they hamstrung it with the weird memory cards. And the, yeah. Like, an amazing console. Like, um... I don't even want to know how much a Vita memory card would be now. Oh, my... Oh, my... It's still hundreds of dollars, bro. I believe it. So, SD to Vita is a total game changer. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like a homebrew thing, and it's, it's great. Okay, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I still play that shit. Um, number nine for me, I gotta say, is the Nintendo DS. Okay. okay. Now, here's the thing about the Nintendo DS. The reason why it's number nine is because there was a certain point in Nintendo's life that it just became shovelware central. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. He's right. No, the, right. The, the reason why the DS is number nine and it is because it, it itself was a really, really good console. It itself had thousands of games, half of which being terrible. <laughs> so like probably the, more than half of which being dirtiest amount of fucking shovelware, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I they, mean, they PlayStation had, Two kind of had a similar problem. Yeah, they yeah very much so. Now here's the thing: it, it's a symptom of the more popular consoles in that generation. But it also just so happened that it took very little effort to make a game for the DS. Like it didn't it didn't really take much aside from shoehorning in motion controls and then taking a game that you initially had planned for the Game Boy Advance and putting it on the Nintendo yeah, DS. Yeah, yeah. So if you do remember, they had a Drake and Josh video game. On the DS. Why? They, yeah, they had an iCarly yeah, game. There were a few um, iCarly um, games. Um, yeah, I, I yep, there was, there was a few of those. Yeah. Uh, but, but those are licensed games. I'm going to argue, right? Those are licensed games. That doesn't make them good. I, I, I get you, but you're going to sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, you got a whatever, a seven, a seven-year-old kid, and they, they watch Nickelodeon, and you buy something that matches the thing that they're watching on TV. I'm talking about, like, these games that have, like, you know, great farming. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but raise horses. Like, well, not so even trying to have a coherent title. <laughs> always one of the death knells for the Dreamcast versus the PS2, right? PS2 had a DVD player in it. Yep. That was a big reason we got one, because the PS2 was, like, 250 back in the day. A DVD player was, like, 500 mm-hmm. back when that first came out. That was a huge reason... My dad got us the PS2. Yeah. Because he could get some functionality out of it. Granted, he never u- learned how to use the fucking controller. So, you know, one of us had to put the movie on for him. But is it classic. number one? Is it number one? Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> but the other thing is, is that the Dreamcast had a very good library, but it was very small. Because the thing is, is that you could get Grindhouse or Grind Rail, and it was a skating game, right? It wasn't Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or Jet Set Radio. <laughs> But, you know, oh, my grandson or granddaughter is into skating and gaming. Here's this $20 game. Actually, it was probably 10 back in that time. Time. <laughs> step in time, step in time. <laughs> but, you know, you could spend $10, $20 on a piece of shit because the Sony consoles always have thousands of titles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But favorite game for number nine, favorite game for number nine. Right up. Okay, so for the Vita... My favorite, my number nine game had to have been, um, so they had Killzone. 
Oh, yeah, I remember for that. The, for the Vita. Now, they... It was really weird because, you like like I keep saying, you have all this hardware. and That's It's a, a franchise that Sony should bring back. Right? Yeah. Killzone for the PlayStation so 4. So calm as yeah. well. Um, uh, and, uh... I forgot about so calm. Yeah. Sorry, so yeah. that kind of that kind of shot me that one. That was crazy. Uh, so the uh, the Killzone game for the for the PlayStation Vita was it was amazing. Yeah, like they had this weird card system, which was like odd, but um, they kept marketing the hardware. They mm-hmm. marketed it as you're playing real games and you have this ability to play first-person shooters. They kept talking about first-person shooters. Yeah, yeah. And I can almost count the first-person shooters on one hand yeah. for the Vita. <laughs> it's like so weird to me. Um, I also played a little bit of Madden on the Vita. And it, yeah. was, it was nice. It yeah. was nice. Yeah. Um, Fade on the Switch would be cool as if... No, yeah. sports games need to die. Oh, come on. Anyway. Uh, um, I would say... So here's the thing. I'm going to give myself a little bit of wiggle room here. I'm giving myself two. And, and That's fine. I have a top five. So I'm gonna say because we you know we did talk about this Pokemon Pearl, like there was just okay. it was just different for me. Like Verity theme intensifies. Yeah, yeah. Like we, I remember just hot summer days, just sitting there, just playing this game, just hours and hours. Like go outside, do whatever you gotta do, play some stupid game like Ball and Stick, come back in keep playing that game and yeah. like that was that many hours yep. so um and then i will say very very close second final fantasy 3 because that, that was really that good. was only the first game that i got for my, okay. <laughs> my my ds but it was also like i don't know something about the feel of it something about the look of it you know i hate final fantasy 3 and i'm gonna tell you why because here's the thing right first town i go into the basement of a building Random battle starts. <laughs> I'm fighting a skeleton. Okay, this guy can't be that hard. It's a fucking skeleton. I hit him for four damage. Now, at level one, I'm doing ten to a goblin. Right. He one-shots both of my characters, and I got game over. I have not touched that game since. It pissed me off so much. <laughs> so I don't think Final Fantasy three is a bad game. It just pissed me off royally. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> My number eight is the Nintendo 3DS. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. When we get later in my list, you'll see why. The top five games I would have for this, Fire Emblem Fates, Super Mm -hmm. Smash Brothers 3DS, Ever Oasis, which is another game I would be surprised if you guys have heard of. No, I don't think. I I mean, I might have heard the name, but I don't think I've ever heard of it. It does ring a bell to me. Uh, it was basically you build a town and, like, you're trying to, like, purify a desert to make it an oasis again. Mm-hmm. But your town gets attacked, so you have to go back and defend it while you're also trying to expand it. Right. <laughs> so right. that was the cool part about it, because it reminded me a lot of, like, Dark Cloud 2 and Dark Cloud. Number two was Fire Emblem Warriors, because I put a stupid amount of hours into that game. Right, yeah, yeah. And then number one would be Fire Emblem Awakening. Fire Emblem Awakening was a really, really good one. I have over really, 500 really hours in that game. That is... Wow. Like, I could plug my DS in tonight and still go home and play it. That's how much I love that game. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that was really like when they finally hit the stride of what is modern Fire Emblem. That is the Fire Emblem that saved the game outside of Japan. Yeah, actually, literally. <laughs> yeah, because that was it. That yeah. was it. If it did not sell, it was done. Yep, and, that, and that's what and it, it broke every damn record for <laughs> sales in the U.S. Yep, and everything was meticulously chosen. Art styles meticulously yeah. chosen. It's such it, a yeah. good game. Yep. It really is. Like, if you're a strategy RPG fan, I cannot recommend Fire Emblem Awakening enough. That mm. has a fucking 10 out of 10 from me. Ooh, Fire Emblem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number <Awaken>. eight. <laughs> now I'm trying to think. Shit. You want Crimson to go? Yeah, go for it. So I am going to say that my number eight actually matches with Kronos. It's 3DS. Okay. Which, which is interesting. That was, that was your number seven. Or seven. No, we're no eight. eight. Oh, eight. Yeah, this oh, is wow. eight. So now I I will say that for me too at the time it was also kind of a transitional phase for me where I was still really into gaming but I found myself kind of getting a little bit more out of that the handheld the dedicated handheld sphere you know what I'm saying right and I think it was kind of also a product of you know once you kind of got to the end of uh you know, a console's life, certain things get involved, and then a lot of options become available. Oh, and then, yes, yes, yep, yes. And then suddenly, um, you know, ADHD kicks in, and you can't really stick to any game from start to finish. So I will say that um, as far as memorability goes, I'm sure there was a lot of very memorable games on there, but I started to kind of fall off right, at a right. point due to things. So, right. So I'm going to say N64. Really? Number yeah. eight. Okay. 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 Interesting. Um, it was a situation where I didn't have enough time for it. Okay. And um, I feel that. I feel that. So the other thing was that uh, the hardware is solid, but... I think Nintendo always has a, always kind of had a habit of doing things under. Yeah. Under, under par. And not for a bad way. Like, they always find very creative ways to use their limited hardware. But I think, you know, against a PlayStation 1, there wasn't really a comparison. And as far as the, the games go, like... Like, there are, like, I've played Armorines for the N64 and and uh, Turok. Yeah. And those games, as far as first-person shooters go, they are, they have, they have their place in my memory mm-hmm. and, but they are very bad to play. And <laughs> there are, like, like, Nightmare Creatures was, like, a crazy fucking thing to, to get yeah. on the uh, N64. But, like, these games, they are good by their rights, by their own rights. It is hard for me to go back to N64 in particular. So, GoldenEye is perhaps the biggest offender of that. GoldenEye is the reason we have any competitive or group multiplayer shooters at all. Yes. In the modern day. But if you go back to those controls, they're terrible. Like, I'm thinking about how, like, you know, like, eight to 12 year old me was like kicking ass in that. And I'm like, the fuck? Cause they did not age well, but favorite game for 3ds for you. 
Favorite game for 3DS, Super Smash Bros. 3DS. <laughs> that thing. Ooh, man. Handheld 3D, oh, 3DS Super Smash yeah. Ooh, that it, was. It did get crazy Ooh, good. That um, was the first time I got to experience that, and it was fantastic. <laughs> favorite for the N64 was, um, I'm going to say, Beetle Adventure Racing. Interesting. Huh. Okay. And, Deep hmm. cut. Okay, so <laughs> Beetle Adventure Racing. And um, Rampage World Tour. Oh, oh yeah, was good. Rampage oh, was good. Crap, really good. Who Rampage? Really good. I, I sunk a lot of hours into that. That and uh, Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. I actually remember that. Game. Yeah, kind of. That game was fire. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven for me is PC. Number seven. Number seven. That actually surprises me. I would, I would have never so guessed that. So here's the thing, right? I generally don't enjoy PC gaming. The thing about computer chairs is that, yeah, some of them get comfortable, but I always feel like you're sitting up straight, and I like to lay back. Yeah. Because you know? if I start sitting forward in a game, I'm getting more into it, and that generally means I'm getting closer and closer to being pissed off at something. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but, so... My number five on PC, technically I only put it on PC because it's the only console I've really played it on, is Octopath Traveler. Okay. 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 Which is a fantastic RPG. Number four is Dungeon of the Endless, which is a roguelike. Right. The Banner Saga Trilogy is number three, which is a fantastic set of games. Number two would be Age of Empires 2. <laughs> and then number one I had to give to Guild Wars 2. Okay. Guild Wars 2, that game I always wanted to get into. It's free. You can download it right now and play it. Which it probably runs just fine on my PC. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it came out in like 2012, if not earlier. It runs fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I might I might be I tried. I tried. Um, so my game for the PC has always been Counter-Strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember I, this. I have, like, I grew up cutting my teeth on Counter-Strike Source. Um I, I, you have go. Yeah. And you want to know what? I played it last night. <laughs> you want to know what? I'm fucking bad at Counter-Strike Go. <laughs> it's like just on Dust 2. And I, I can't too. even, I can't even fucking get my fingers to move anymore. That's a little rough. That's a- so is PC also your number seven? <sighs> or would I'm- you put it higher? You were just talking about. PC, because I was talking about PC. I think my number seven would have to be... Hmm. PlayStation Portable. Okay. Damn. I'm back out here. I'm back on my foggy bullshit, simping <laughs> on the PlayStation. Um, so... Uh, a starving man looking at a meaty flank. Exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> Big meaty claws. <laughs> I can't eat crustaceans. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. you could. It would just kill you. It'd be a fun way to go out. Uh, so when you finally had enough. Yeah. <laughs> so the PlayStation, the PlayStation Portable, it, it makes that top ten list because to me it's you know formative. Like yeah, I remember getting the PlayStation Portable and. Um, there was like this kind of this um I had a little bit of pretension going into it because I was like, you know, 
when the DS and the PSP was out side by side, there was one that was graphically very better. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like, I remember that game, that console, you know, the cross media bar, which was kind of like the, it kind of paved the way for how you navigate a console and, and can actually get things on your console and get them to work and get them to actually be something that you can access and, and, and really pull up on the fly. It had media. Yeah. It had an internet browser. Yes, it did. Um, it had the, that sweet metallic clickety click every single time you press any button. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it had its problems, right? That um, analog, it wasn't like an analog nub. It was like an analog slider, yeah. which kind of the 3DS has. Yeah. Um, but it sucked. Yeah. Uh, I really liked, because it seemed like they leaned into that one. You didn't, you don't really get that same energy from the, from the Vita. No, you don't. The Vita I'm feels like it not. was the... But there's portable now. <laughs> yeah, those, those yeah. horrible commercials. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, they were also good, and right. I don't know why. We, we, we remember the dumbest commercials. Yeah. <laughs> but the Vita felt like it was the redheaded stepchild, right? It felt like they were going somewhere, but they're like, it's not doing as well as Nintendo, so fuck it. This yeah. is our last venture. They just quit, like, literally halfway through its life. Yeah, with the PSP, it felt like they were they were coming at it pretty correct and they right. were they were trying with a legit effort to try to get that in there. Okay, so I'm going to say my number my number 7 All right, it's going this was a tough one for me. I'm going to say Wii U. Okay. Number 7 was going to be the Wii U. I I was about to give it to something else, but I I decided on the Wii U cuz here's the thing. I will say that a lot of my weirdly enough it, I got into really big competitive Call of Duty on the Wii U. <laughs> That's with Black Ops thing, 2. But I remember okay. this. Yeah, because it's like you could get Black Ops 2 on the Wii U. And like it was also kind of like, because I was like on my shit when it came to like Nintendo fanboying at the time. So I was like, you can get Black Ops 2 on the Wii U. So I was like, I was running that shit and I'll play again and again and again. And, you know, I also think back to games like, um, you know, Super Mario 3D World was a big one that we we ran credits on. Yeah. Uh, it, all in a multiplayer experience. So that was fantastic for me. You know, I remember even things like Nintendo Land and, like, and it was like so just goofy fun. And it was like, you know, we ended up getting when we first got it, we uh, actually played Epic Mickey 2, which even though in and of itself was not that great of a game. No, but it had the co-op. Yeah, and yep. it, exactly. And it was like, I really felt like, like for the first time in a while, I was like sitting down and playing video games with like, you know, my family and shit yeah. like that. And it was like, it was, uh, it, it had that moment of like, this is like very, very memorable. And on top of that, I do want to throw out that you eventually did start getting like, the kind of like Wii ports, if you will, or like remakes or something like that. So it was like, you know, Wii Sports, but with like more sports and better graphics. Right, 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 so, right. and like a game that got way too much of my time <laughs> was Wii Sports. <laughs> I remember short circuiting my, my, my whole arm uh-huh. playing the, the, 
Wii Sports. I think it might have even been the it might have been the tennis. Yeah, tennis was rough. Like yep, I yep. got <laughs> I actually went to go like pick up a pitcher of like tea or something and completely just yeah, couldn't lift it. Couldn't lift it. It was yeah. Yeah. Was, All right. So, favorite games for the PSP and the Wii U. Okay. So there are once again, I'm I'm being a fucking cop out and I'm I'm picking two instead of one because uh so there was a, there was one game it's called Kingdom of Paradise. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, they have it um so they're doing the PlayStation Portable games on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. And uh I fired it up and it's just like I remember. Right. Um fantastic uh hack and slash uh RPG and like you could customize like you would do like a button mash combo but you could customize your button mash mm-hmm. and like you had these they called them bougie scrolls and then you you learned a different slash <laughs> bougie scrolls and you <laughs> and it was amazing um the second the one scroll. was infected zombie game Yes. Oh, I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. So you play as a guy who has a immunity to a brand new zombie virus. Even better, his blood will cause these zombies to explode. Interesting. And the soundtrack had Slipknot. <laughs> and that's why I'm a Slipknot fan. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a Slipknot fan. Fair, fair. And you could play, you could unlock Slipknot skins. Oh, that's pretty cool. The whole band. That's pretty yeah. cool. And I, I also remember because they, they had a power trip <laughs> by Chimera. Yep. Oh, man. When I tell you, oh, put that song on right now, I'm the telling he- you. Like the heavy metal soundtrack, the like bullshit, like gross humor. Well, that's and, why Doom works so yes. well, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. Great, great. Apples and oranges, peaches and bananas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Favorite, yes, favorite game for the Wii U. So, so this is kind of a cop out, but it's gonna be Mario Kart Eight. No, that's fair. Because Mario Kart Eight obviously originated on the Wii U. I mean, and it there's a reason why it's still. You know, a showstopper now. There's On a the reason. Switch, yeah. yeah, there's a reason why you can, you know, they're releasing DLC, you know, tracks and carts and characters, you know, for a game that originally was released on the Wii U. Yeah. Like, it's a great game. It was an undeniably great game on a undeniably under, uh, underappreciated, underappreciated console. So yeah. that's fair. All right. Number six for me is the Game Boy Color. Hmm. These top five games are—I don't know if they'll be surprising or obvious. Number five is Dragon Warrior Monsters Two: Kobe's Journey. Okay. Which, just to give you a rundown of the Dragon Warrior series, basically you are a Pokemon trainer, except with Dragon Warrior monsters. Well, Dragon Quest monsters. Now that they have the license back. Sweet. You could breed them. You could get different monsters based on what you bred. They pass stats down. It was a really intricate thing. Number four, The Legend of Zelda, The Oracle of Ages. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Number three, The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons. I liked the seasons aspect more than the time aspect. Right, huh. fair enough, fair enough. Number two is Dragon Warrior 3. Yep. Number one is Pokemon Silver. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that shit hits hard. What a good, oh my gosh. 
That's good. Like it really encompassed how like a different feel. Yeah. When you when you go from the red and blue series to the gold and silver series, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. My number six. Hmm. That's gonna be now it starts to get dicey. <laughs> um Xbox three sixty. Okay. <sighs> I mean And the crazy thing about the Xbox 360 for me is I didn't really, I was in a spot in my life where I didn't really um, care to explore games. Right. I, I played like a handful of games on that, on that console, but they were, I mean, it, it's like a, Sometimes I remember playing 360 more than I remember that time in my life. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you know something's good. I agreed there. Um, My number six, I would have to give it to PlayStation 3. I'll give it to PlayStation 3. And so the PlayStation 3 is divisive for me because I played the 360 more than I played the PlayStation 3 at the time of acquiring it, because it, it took a little while after the PlayStation 3 was out before we actually got it. Um, the problem that I had with it, first party was amazing on right. the PlayStation 3. Eventually. It did take a little time to get there, but eventually first party became amazing, and it was undeniable the types of games that you could get on the PlayStation 3. The Uncharted series. The Uncharted series alone is like, this is, like, it made, the PlayStation 3 made sense when you saw Uncharted. It made sense when you saw The Last of Us, which, as we talked about, was a tail-end PlayStation 3 game. Which is why it was so good on the 4, and then it's greedy on the 5. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of things that just made a lot of, like, really, really good sense. And, you know, the problem is, I will say that generally the 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 third party ecosystem was not great because you were getting worse versions. You were getting you know because th- there's been many situations where that was the case like the PlayStation One versus the N sixty four. It's like the more proprietary you get, the harder it is to just take that game and put it on this console. The processor was a it, was it, part of it. Yeah. The funny part though is that technically speaking, the PlayStation Three was the more powerful console. But Microsoft was easier to work with in that generation. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's the biggest thing is I feel like there's a certain point where you see developers start to get too wrapped up in the conversation of technology. And no longer do they look at the fact of like, yeah, it might be balls out technology, but if nobody knows how to fucking use it, like it's going to be like two or three years before you even start seeing somebody get the most out of this. And I think that was kind of the problem. The online was arguably always worse. Yes. And so, you know, in a generation that was primarily focused on online, not being good at it was like a horrible, horrible detractor. But I will say, undeniably, the first party games, it, it's basically what stopped it from potentially missing the list, let yeah. alone getting to uh, six. So, okay. Favorite game on the 360. Was Halo Three? Yeah, I'm. I'm not surprised, and that's a really good. Pick. Spoiler alert: That's my fucking favorite game on the PlayStation as well. well, we'll it's there. on the list. It's getting there. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> me and Crimson would play this game. I mean, at such a ridiculous level. I mean, 
we could, we were doing stupid stuff. Like right. We, we got to the point where we weren't, we drew this really hard line in the sand because playing an elite in that game uh, was bullshit. Yeah, it <laughs> made you harder to headshot. So we would do, I mean, we got so much head game bullshit where, like, if you look down enough that your character, like, your model tucks their head in, their chin in, but you, you're you still looking, you got peripheral vision Mm-hmm. Up to a certain point, it makes you almost the same as the elite when it comes to the headshots. We were doing dumb shit like um, if you stand on top of another Spartan, mm-hmm. that bottom Spartan can run. <laughs> and <laughs> so we were doing it was this uh, we call it the totem pole. Right. Where <laughs> one guy had a rocket launcher and the other guy was running. and then you could just aim it was and and you gotta aim way up to get the guy with the rocket launcher who is the more dangerous guy right because even if you get the dude running you have a rocket launcher to deal with and no time to shoot did you guys ever run it with a fuel rod gun we never did actually it was always a rocket launcher yeah we we always just that was it (laughs) um favorite game this this is kind of a tough one Huh. <sighs> okay, deep cutty. Little little deep cutty. Kid cutty. <laughs> okay. So resistance two. So here's the Holy thing. Holy shit. So okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> now, <laughs> now resistance two, I I will say full disclaimer, is not a game that I played through to the end. Okay. But it is a game that as far as Again, when I said that there's those games that made the PlayStation 3 make sense. Right. When you were fighting towering creatures Mm -hmm. in a first-person game, and, like, these are gnarly-looking aliens, crazy set pieces, like, ridiculous weaponry. Like, it's it's a game that if I saw that on the PlayStation 5, I would probably go beat somebody up to (laughs) to get a PlayStation 5. Because it was just the the amount that they did was insane. And it was like, it was, you know, it it had that melancholy kind of like, you know, this in in an apocalypse kind of thing. But it was a serious, serious apocalypse. Like, it was sad, but it was fucking terrifying because these things were just extraterrestrial monsters and it was like it was uh it was a fantastic game that left a great lasting impression on me so now we're in the number five we we're in our top five we're in the home stretch of this list um this is about to be podium stuff this is gonna be a photo finish Hot takes. <laughs> this is going to be the harder uh, debate half of the episode. <laughs> I thought that I was going to... It's going to be weird. I'm going to have no debate topics on this one. It, it comes from a different spot now. It's going to be It's going to be weird. That's okay. fair. That's okay. fair. <laughs> All right. Number five for me is the Nintendo 64. Okay. Okay. All right. Number five on that list for me is Super Mario 64. Yep. Number four, the original Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it better be on there. <laughs> hours, hours. Number three, Star Fox 64. Number two, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yep, lovely. Number one, The Legend of Zelda Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I die on the hill that Majora's Mask is a better game than Ocarina of Time. 
it was a lot more complex and it was yes. scary. Yep. It was it had a weird existential vibe to it and it was just like you know, what would you do if your world was going to end in three days? Right. Yep. yep. And oh, oh man, yeah. And it didn't end nice, bro. No, it's like, the moon crashing into the earth. Yeah. And it was all melancholy, like people like it was psychotic. As like, as the days go on, it gets worse and worse. Day one, nobody's like, eh, it's still there, whatever. Day two, there are people that are leaving town. There's people freaking out. Day three, the town's almost empty. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, this lively town that's been preparing for this festival is almost a ghost town. And they don't... And I remember, like... That so game over. Yeah, that game over. It was so vivid. And it was, like, everything... Like, you saw... Not only did it just make contact, but then it was systematically wiping out everything you've seen up until yeah. that point. Like, it was, like, so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, they did was, some crazy shit with that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was nuts. And they had to make it in less than a year. Yeah. And yeah, that's why it uses a lot of the same assets as Ocarina of Time, because they had to take what they had. But that's some extreme technical flex right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Where they actually did it, though. They yeah. did, and it's 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 not my favorite Zelda game. It's top three. Actually, it might be number two. Number one is Oracle of Seasons. So I think um, I'm going to put the... Hmm, I'm going to put the Duke... The original Xbox and my number five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, absolute fucking unit. Yeah, like, it was. Um, it, uh, it was a chonk boy. And, uh, like, the intro screen was just like, fuck. Like, it made you feel like you were in some type of, like, high tech situation. You had, like, the Dead or Alive games. Yep. You had Jet Grind Radio Future. Which was an amazing game. Yeah. Halo, you, you can't deny it. Um, it was like the Madden series was fucking amazing. I know, whatever. I know you don't okay, like it. Okay, so really no, know like here's Madden, the thing. That's actually the last console generation I played a Madden game on. This is fair. This is fair. <laughs> okay. And they still, because they still had the uh, 2K series too yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. And they had... Uh, NFL Blitz. I remember yeah. that one, too. Yep. Was, there was yeah. a lot more, like, interesting takes on sports games back then. It wasn't the same formula. The Street bullshit. Series. Yep. Street, Blitz, NCAA, mm-hmm. uh, the 2K, like. um, My number five. Now, man, this is where it really gets cutthroat. But, uh. <laughs> So number five, and I'm going to say it's it's a nice, solid number five. This is a really, really good number five is the PlayStation 1. Really? Um, okay. So the PlayStation 1 is at number five because... So there's going to be almost unanimously good things that I'm going to say about this. So it's going to be a very weird number five. But, um, you know, a lot of very impactful games and moments, you know, things that we've already talked about in even prior episodes mm-hmm. and, you know, like Legend of Lagaya, you know, Crash Bandicoot, my yeah. obsession with Crash Bandicoot started obviously, and it, it originated on the PlayStation one. It went through a weird phase after that, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the PlayStation one had the cream of the crop. As far as Crash Bandicoot goes, spiral, spiral the dragon and like soundtracks. That as soon as you hear it, it invokes that like, this is my game. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I remember, like, you know, Ridge Racer. I remember Brave <laughs> Fencer Musashi. I remember, like, Final Fantasy VIII. I re- like, just 
crazy. Miss Pac-Man maze, man. I know you'd be hating on Final Fantasy VIII, but... <laughs> We're going to do that as an episode eventually. <laughs> and I will go into the full depths of why I despise that game. <laughs> fine, fine, whatever. Uh, Tobal number one. Um, just... Th- oh, man. Street Fighter Alpha 3. I can go on, yes. man. The I'm list- surprised you put it at number five, I, then. I know. So here's the thing. And, and this is why. Because, all right, so it, it was kind of like a situational thing that muddied the water when it came to that console. Okay. It was essentially the placement of that console in the house that, like, eventually, because I was, a, you got to remember, I was a little chubby fucking <laughs> nerd. I didn't want to do shit besides play video games. Right, right. So, like, I would sit in the living room, get ready to fucking play my game, and, like, it would be some dumb shit. Like, we would just go and rent it. From, like, one of the video game rental stores that we <laughs> used to be around. We'd go and rent it, sit down, get ready to crack open this nice, fresh game. And then our dad would be like, let's go outside. Fucking throw a stick around. I don't fucking want to do that. I want to <laughs> play my game. So it's like, okay, I, I okay. feel like he almost geared it so that when you get ready, you sit down, and you're about to have all this fucking fun. It was like... Let's go do something dumb. Let's go touch grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was... Only- <laughs> that you're allergic to. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was... Our TV was in a, like, it was in a central location. Right. But it was also in a secondary location. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, it could never be louder than the TV TV. Right. Yeah. So, we had two TVs. So, we had a very small one that we would play the console on. And then we would have a very large TV that we watched. That You know, like, always, like, there would be some dumb fucking show that always had precedence. And, you know... For me, like, that's why I have a tough time not, like, I I can't play a video game with the volume down low. I have to have it up high so I can Mm -hmm. hear it. Being able to hear it is very important to me because, like, so we we had that thing where it was like, yeah. And and so I will say, just just to throw this out there, the console itself, there's... Almost nothing wrong with it. It's the, you know? okay. It, it, it was just it just so happens that my personal experience with that console where was, it was in time in your yeah, life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Favorite for the for the Duke. Um, I've got to say so it's two. Okay. Two favorites. Uh, for radically different reasons. Um, so I really like Jet Grind Radio Feature, Jet Set Radio Feature, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, that game was just stylish. It was, um, it was like the mix between Tony Hawk and some really hot rod, crazy high concept FLCL anime type. Oh, it was going to play uh, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, not yet. I forgot that's on Game Pass. Yeah. So <laughs> I need to play that. The number two is Dance Dance Revolution Ultra Mix 2. <laughs> no, that's fair. That was really, really good on the Xbox. Because yeah, yeah. that was the thing, right? The original Xbox had the best hardware at the time. Yep. Yeah. And it made it made playing Dance Dance Revolution revolutionary. Yeah. Um, and I had... So it may not look like it right now, and thank, thank goodness that the viewers can't see this, because your boy kind of on the thick side, but... Back then, <laughs> I used to play Dance Dance Revolution, and I used to do the two 
dance mat mode. Oh yeah. yeah. So I would just sit there with with eight steps and just fucking bang that shit out. Yeah, it was. Then we got way too good. <laughs> that was, that was no, I my, had my my uh, my buddy was the same way. So here's the thing, favorite. I I gotta give it <laughs> just a couple. I I gotta give it a couple spots. <laughs> so so here's the thing. I'm gonna say my most favorite game for the PlayStation One for just pure time spent playing it. Crash Bandicoot Three Warped. Um, okay, you know, That's a really good one. It was a perfection of the formula, man. Like time they, trials. Yeah, or, yeah. They yeah. really that you know all the extra moves that you could get from Crash Bandicoot Two. Time trials were perfect. Level design was varied and nice. You know, yeah, you had the motorcycle levels. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you had the Coco levels, the freaking jet, uh, jet ski, jet ski levels. Yeah, jet it, pack levels. Yeah, yeah, jet, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They had so so much variety in that game. Um, now, as far as my number two goes, and this is going to be an interesting number two, and there's a lot of reasons behind this. Um, Brave Fencer Musashi. Okay. Brave okay. Fencer Musashi was my second favorite PlayStation One game because, and this is. Largely the reason it had in-game action figure collection. Now, 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 now the thing I forgot about that. Now the thing about this, I was obsessed with this because they had they, the the graphical design of Brave Fencer Musashi was very chibi. It was mm-hmm. like a little big round head, bah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. goofy looking motherfuckers. And the action figures, however, were fully realized. To to scale quote unquote models of the character design. Uh, so it, it was Final Fantasy VII going it, from the polygonal bullshit. It was, to and sprites. it and it was like cool to see them because it was like you know because when I was a kid it was always like oh I can't wait until they make a two because I always just assumed that there was going to be a sequel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like I'm like oh man, in Brave Fantasy Musashi two. They're gonna look like that. And I'm they like, did make Musashi Samurai Legends. Yeah. However, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and as far as my third favorite of, so this is gonna be interesting. Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so Bugs Bunny Lost in Time was actually one of my favorite PlayStation One games, uh, largely due to the timing of it. Because I remember it was. It just happened to be we got. For, I want to say it was actually a fucking birthday, which was kind of weird. It wasn't Christmas. Um, we got just a whole bunch of games all in one. And, it, you know, it, what, that was one of them. We had a NASCAR game. We had Legend of La Gaia. We had uh, Bugs Bunny Lost mm-hmm. in Time. We got Crash Bandicoot. We got, you know, just a bunch of, like, it was weird. Like, it was one time that, like, and I think it was our dad. It was fucking weird. He just went out and was like, I'm just going to get all the best games for no fucking reason. <laughs> so, but, uh, and playing this game, like, it was... It was interesting to see a time where game developers were actually making decent, like, it was like tie-in a, games. You know yeah, what I'm it was saying? A Bugs Bunny game where yeah. you did Bugs Bunny shit yeah. and it actually worked. Yeah, and it was fun, and there was you know all the voice actors were right, and it was like you know. So I, I just remember going from you know playing some dumbass serious game like Legend of Legaia and then being like <laughs> suddenly I just pop it <laughs> Bugs Bunny lost in time and I'm just like I love this shit hey, takes all kinds <laughs> number four the Nintendo Switch okay okay so all right, my number all right. five game will be Pokemon Scarlet okay number four is Pokemon Legends Arceus 
This man's got Pokemon on him. Number three is Pokemon Shield. Okay. Number two, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I, I yeah, I I gotta play that one. Number one, Dragon Quest Eleven. I started that on the PlayStation Five. That game was fucking really good. It is. <laughs> oh my gosh, the graphics. Yeah, even on the, the Switch, gameplay. it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, and handheld. Yeah, oh, dude, shit. I put the full playthrough took me like 150 hours. Like, my wife bought me that for my birthday, and I was just like. <laughs> what? It's 4 a.m. and I have to be to work at 7? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No. A game hadn't caught me like that in a very long time. And Dragon Quest Eleven. so before that, my favorite Dragon Quest had been 8. Which is a masterpiece in and of itself. But I'd have to really sit down and like analyze the two of them, but there's a very good possibility 11 could be 8. It's that good. I believe Ooh. it. It's Ooh. that good. Like, it okay. somehow took the Dragon Quest formula and then just... Because, like, I don't know. Sometimes you, you worry when things get too technically good. Yeah. And the graphics, like, sometimes it's like, oh, well, you put all your fucking time into making this game look real pretty. And it's just, you lost all your sense of self as far mm. as a... No, this one's very... That's the thing, right? So, say what you will about the direction Final Fantasy has taken ever since Hironobu Sakaguchi left. Yuji Hori has held Dragon Quest to his chest. That is his baby. Yeah. And he... And it's... Like, you can't even compare it. Like, Dragon Quest versus Final Fantasy... Like, I tried 15. I tried... It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Dragon Quest always fucking works. That's mm. because they know what they are. Fifteen Final Fantasy fifteen is a good game, but once I had the story spoiled, I had no interest in playing it. Right. Yeah. I won't spoil the story for anyone that wants to go pick up the game. It does have really good gameplay. Like, the ability to throw your sword and warp to it did add a lot of platforming elements, but the story goes rough. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say my number four. Did you do your number four? I did. No, that was my list. Oh, that was that's the Switch. Right. That's right. Switch. That's right. Okay. It's gonna be the Wii U. No. Yep. It's gonna be the Wii U. Okay. 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 That's legit. So, and it's really, so like, it was really weird, right? <laughs> and I'll just spoiler, my top two games are the... Wind Waker remake and okay. the um, and Breath of the Wild. Okay. So like I had and you know not to so this is just my whole piece. I'm just gonna say the whole fucking piece, <laughs> right? So I had a I had one winter, right? I work construction. I got laid off. Um, I was jobless and collecting unemployment, and I had <laughs> I had a weird amount of time, right? And um, a little baby and then a newborn little girl. And uh, so it was kind of like crazy. I was in a little bubble with my wife and my babies. And she played through all of the Wind Waker game. Mm-hmm. That's, From, that's she rolled amazing. the credits on it. I was like, I could never be more proud. That's impressive. Of my, of my yeah. wife. <laughs> and uh, then she watched me play Breath of the Wild. And it was really weird. Like, time stopped. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was alone with my family for like, you know, I was working two jobs for, for a little while mm-hmm. and it was like, it was like a kind of a weird hectic time. And for like, it, for this really brief moment, it was like, I was in a bubble with my family yeah, and it was just, we were just fucking playing games, bro. And, uh, so that's, I don't even know, like as a console, whatever, like, <laughs> no, but that's part of it, like, right? That's part of how this list formed for any of us. Mm-hmm. It's the memories and the games and what we've done with them. Yes. Yeah. And you, you will actually see that too, uh, going forward because my number four is the Xbox 360. Okay. And okay. so my number four is the Xbox 360 because at the time it sort of formed the type of gamer that I am mm-hmm. currently, even though even that's shifting in a sense, which that I'll even get to. Um, the Xbox 360 got me into competitive gaming. like, mm-hmm. And this was competitive gaming in general mm-hmm. because you could we could talk about Halo 3 until we're blue in the face, right? <laughs> but then we can also talk about the fact that our run on Street Fighter, me and, me and Red King's run on Street Fighter 4, on the 360, which boo boo ass ass controller. But let me tell you, there is (laughs) D pad specifically, not the control. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, and the triggers, that was a little fucking weird because you had that long ass pull on that. (laughs) So like your heavy punches and shit like that would be like really, really weird. Um, but I think because of that game, we developed a stupid amount of dexterity mm-hmm. when it came to just playing. Because most people, most pros, they play with fight sticks. Yeah. That's just how they do it. Well, it's that or you get the claw. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which, as a Soul Calibur player, the claw. <laughs> it's like the claw. <laughs> you know. But we, we got so fucking good at that game, dude. And I remember, you know, we were, like, recording little videos of, like, combos that we could pull off. And, like, we'd be just time and time. <laughs> like, that hardcore competitive gameplay, right. man. And that wasn't pretty much anything on mm-hmm. the 360. You know, you had Gears of War, you had Halo 3, yeah. you had Street Fighter, any of the, any fighting games that were big at the time found their way onto the 360, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, shooters galore, the best way to play most shooters. And it was like, and I just remember hours and hours, and I remember even games that were big on other consoles and other generations or even in the same generation, we still found ourselves playing on the 360 before anything else. Like, I remember Devil May Cry 4, we rolled credits on in, like, two days after we bought it. And uh, so, you know, it was just very, like, definitive and defining time. And I just remember a lot of hours. I remember going on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade, you know, just all of that. That was a while. Thing yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. And we would just search through it, and like it's like goofy shit, like hexic. Yeah, and yeah. And we would just sit there and be like, and be dumb because you just put HD at the end of anything, <laughs> and it was like, and it would always just be like some you know very standard game with incredibly well drawn HD yeah. <laughs> uh, visuals, and it was like it was just everything about it was great. And when I think back on it, I'm like, I you know I just like remember outrun. It. Yeah, outrun. Yeah. Oh man, the hours, dude. And it's like and. It you know, because we didn't really have open access to money as we do now. Yeah. You know, working full time and all that good stuff. Yeah. I want that buy. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, we were, you know, the most basic games we had on there, basically, like, like cheap, 
you know, or free or, the, you know, <laughs> but it, for some reason it was just like, and I remember Pac-Man Championship Edition. Like, I remember like just so many games. We would just sit there and just hours and hours and hours. And it was just, it was incredible. So, <laughs> so we know Halo 3. Do you have any other honorable mentions for the Xbox 360? So an honorable mention for the Xbox 360. That's going to be, hmm. All right. I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Gears. I got okay. I got to give it to the Gears series in general. Not only is it still a you know a standing series even till this day, but it's like I remember first booting that game up and I remember like cuz that was the game at the time that was like it was hardcore, the graphics were crazy. It was gritty, you know, they the had shit you could do. Yeah, with the yeah, yeah, guns, exactly. You know, the you shit know, they would do to you. Yeah. Active reloading, you know, all like and you were just in you were in this Reload game. Canceling. That's, it was the first really big in Gears of War, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like the first a lot of things that you see in like a third person shooter these days. Yeah originating gears of war and like i feel like that's undeniably uh you know kind of defining and world changing and though not exclusive i will say um super puzzle fighter <laughs> turbo <laughs> hd <laughs> okay, okay. was well was it's a- not necessarily exclusives have to be only on your list because <laughs> dragon quest 11 started on the ps4 but yeah. i played it on the switch that's why it's on that list for me yeah we 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 played a lot more of that than probably ever needed to be played <laughs> up so <laughs> okay number three the playstation Ooh. 2 whoa yeah, three. i mean here's the thing though number three is not bad under any circumstance so Ooh, I'll the cover top this 10 list. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll cover this more when we get to my number one because this is something I was wrestling with kind of all week ever since we decided this was going to be the topic. But I wound up deciding that. So, yes, the PS2 had original, like, uh, well, I'll save it because I don't want to spoil anything yet. <laughs> number five is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Really good game. The mm-hmm. amount of stupid ass hours I put into that game, <laughs> just getting goofy. all of the elite guns, like the freaking homing rocket launcher, or anything like that. Number four, and the rest of this list is going to be very telling of what my favorite genre of games is: <laughs> Rogue Galaxy. Yes, <laughs> oh, I was like. Space pirates. <laughs> Free roaming space pirates. Yeah, because you very went tough. to different fucking planets. You had so many kick-ass fucking characters. Yep. And that game's story hit fucking hard. There was a lot of emotional beats to it. Every character in that game is good. Yep. Number three is Dark Cloud 2. Oh, <gasps> I just got into playing Dark Cloud 1. What a trip. They, they aren't tied together, so you can play them simultaneously because they're separate stories. The town building aspect is similar, but that's about it. Okay. What a, okay. Like, what a revolutionary type of game. In Japan, Dark Cloud 2 is technically called Dark Chronicle. Right. Like, it's the same developer and everything, but it's okay. a separate game in the series. Number two is Dragon Quest Eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number one is Final Fantasy Twelve. Ooh! Yeah, you got that's me. That's a heavy hitter. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. I know a lot of people because like that was the biggest complaint about Final Fantasy XII. It was just kind of hard to get into by the JRPG fan of, of the time because it was like it was a mixture of like almost the MMO style, yeah. uh, you know, gameplay with like there was still a bit of turn base in there. There was still almost a bit of sphere grid left over. So um, 
that was the thing, right? Is is that I loved setting up that I was playing as one character. My favorite character in the game is Bosch von Ronsenberg. Mm-hmm. So he's who I always ran. My usual two party members were Balthier and Ash. Yep. Okay. Yep. And <laughs> I would set their gambits up. Literally, it would get to the point where, like, if an enemy went critical, I would have Ash switch her weapon to the Massamoon and have the Genji Gauntlets go berserk and haste. And she would hit 40, 50 combo chains on a low HP enemy. And Balthier's just standing back because he would switch to magic at that point. Because you could set your gamuts up so fucking cool. That was my favorite thing about that game was just coming up with crazy ass fucking situations and combos. Yeah. As yeah. soon as you started to get into... Once you started to customize your characters with the license board system... Yeah. And you could really do anything with anyone. Yeah. That was the crazy thing. It's like, I have that fucking game on the Switch. I need to play that. I have it on my Xbox. I have it on again. my PlayStation 5. Yep. Damn, I need to play that game. <laughs> it's, it's good. Just talking I about kinda, that. I kind of wish I had gotten it on the Switch just for the portability. Because that's the thing is, is that I have. I've only ever done two playthroughs of the game, but in total, it's over 300 hours. Yeah. Because I went fucking hard. So, Lylan, Lylan, man. <laughs> um, podium. Bronze, yep. PlayStation 5. Really? Okay. Woo! Okay, now here's the deal. Hold Ready? up, that's right, kind of a hot sim? take okay. right now. <laughs> I'm back at it again on my foggy bullshit. The Sony <laughs> simp. Back at it. A <laughs> uh, couple of reasons for this, right? So, it has just blossomed into a into a console with a service that's worth having. Mm-hmm. Um, Game Pass has been like a big deal for a long time. And now Sony finally kind of has not even close to an equivalent, but it is starting to get good. Um, like yeah. They released the, they, they release all the definitive kingdom hearts games. Ooh. And yeah. Yeah. So I they're actually, I, I don't know that I'll ever play that series again. Maybe not, but I'm just trying to say that they're trying to... It's cool. They're trying to step in time. They're finally, like, you know, a console that... That's why they're not on Game Pass anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, did you know that the exclusively the Japanese part of Square is owned by Sony? Nice. Yep. All all American assets of Square Enix is actually still third party which is so it's weird because enix is still its own separate entity yeah yeah so as the sony simp right i've i've always had really big axes to grind against this company because like with the playstation 3 they had um free online yeah but they had no cross play yeah there were games on the xbox 360 that had cross play yeah with the PC mm-hmm. um, in, in its very infancy, they were actually doing it. They were making that effort. They were making that stride. Mm-hmm. Um, when the P4 came out, uh, it was still refusing to do. They're still kind of refusing it. It's it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, the, but that's because of fan backlash. Yeah, well, they're finally starting to get their heads out of their asses. Um, so the Stockholm Syndrome is strong with this one. And <laughs> the other big reason that makes my top three, right, is that it is... So my two oldest kids, uh, four and five, they are starting to get into gaming. Yeah. And the one controller that can keep up with their asses is the P5 controller. Hmm. And it's starting to be a thing where, like, my daughter 
she uh, now knows how to when she's done playing instead of just putting the controller down just taking off she knows how to put it in sleep mode Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, like it's starting to be that thing where they are they're They're becoming yeah Yeah. they're becoming the gamers so that's probably bigger and better than the games themselves yeah Um, it's what's happening right yeah, with the P5 as the background. Okay, I can give you. I can definitely give you that. I'll one. give you that one. Um, my number three, man, this stuff. All right, so <laughs> this is where it's really crunchy. Yeah, it is because wow, I have active. Hmm, I have actively decided to switch something. So okay. I am going, my number three is going to be the Nintendo GameCube. So, okay, okay. so I'm going to say that but the initial spot was actually going to be the PlayStation 4 for a whole lot of different reasons, but um, I actually swapped that out and spoiler alert, PlayStation 4 is now no longer on my list. Um, okay, so okay. Um, the Nintendo GameCube is my number three mainly because, so there was a lot of crap. Right behind the GameCube, they they wanted to be affordable, so you know they kind of bottlenecked a lot of things. There was no proprietary DVD playing. Yeah, they had DVDs of sorts, but they were tiny. Yeah, it was so dumb. Um, But here's the thing. But that that console had games. That console had games, consistently fantastic games, and undeniably memorable and just powerful games. Super Smash Bros. Melee is yep. still being played competitively till this day. Yeah. The Wind Waker withstood the test of time in the way that it got ported or remade and ported to now two different Nintendo <laughs> consoles. Yeah. Because you can get that shit on the Switch too. Right. Um, you know, Twilight Princess has now found its way on, because if you remember, Twilight Princess was the end of the GameCube start of the Wii. Yeah. So it released on the GameCube and the Wii. And now the uh, Twilight Princess HD is a thing. You know what I'm, you know, undeniably just, you know, powerful, powerful games. Even just weird games. Like, have you ever heard of Geist? Geist is a game. Yes, I actually know what Geist is. And, like, like... Just a weird, off-the-wall, strange game. But it was so, like, cool to have a console that would give time to these types of games. You know what I'm saying? Because you were starting to get into that period of gaming where it was like the money went into the surefire things more often than not. Yeah, you're right. Um, So, you know, it kind of got to a point where everything became very formulaic, very like, you know, ooh, Call of Duty started out in this generation. It's like, you know, so things got a bit weird, but, you know, just amazing, amazing games. Uh, Billy Hatcher, like just, you know, crazy games. Yeah. Super Monkey Ball. like Yeah, just to give you an idea, I never actually owned a GameCube. But the fact that I had my best friend growing up did, and I put so much time into it, the GameCube actually almost made my list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it, because Soul Calibur 2, Sonic oh, Adventure Link? 2 Battle, yeah. Oh, come on, Sonic bro. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Get just over here. Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers Melee. We had, we put so many hours in these games with that group of friends. Yeah. They often had the best version of certain games. Yeah. Like, you know, even Soul Sonic- Calibur 2 was absolutely the best version yeah. of the game. Yep. Hands yep. down. Bar none, like, and Link? Are you serious? Yeah, because like, Link's set was cool. Yeah, yeah. He fit he- way better. Spawn wasn't bad. Like, Spawn kind of fit, but Spawn fits better in Mortal Kombat to me than yes. he does 
uh, Soul Calibur. Yeah. Hey, Hachi was just fucking weird. It was so disjointed. Yep. Right. Yep. Because there's no, like, everybody has a fucking weapon, and yep. I'm just going to punch you. Well, I'm going to stab you with my fucking soul edge from 12 feet away, so die. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But favorite games, gentlemen? Top game for the PlayStation 5. Um, so, once again, it's, it's really weird, um, because I'll fly into any type of competitive shooter now. <laughs> I, I play a lot of, I still play, uh, Street Fighter on it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna actually, like, a game that resonates with me, um, presently is, weirdly enough, Astro's Playground. Okay. It, it, it like that is fan service. The game. If you are a Sony simp, <laughs> you know everything about it is. No, I I've seen like playthroughs of Astro's Playground. It's cool. It's they, a nice homage. And they have so much collectible crap. Yeah, yeah. It's and you know I guess if I was to pick a serious game, I would probably say, um, I don't know. The a lot of the ports of the PlayStation Four games, where you start to look at them and they, you know, and they're in that four K. Yeah, I just I, like any game that just visually is stunning. I think that's Ghost what, of Tsushima. Yeah. Ooh. So there we go. Ghost of Tsushima. That is a good. Oh, that's a yeah. fantastic game. That's hours gone, man. Like it. It. Almost got me stuck in making samurais and Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm gonna I gotta give it two again. So okay. I'm gonna say number two first. Okay. My number two is and this might be a bit shocking, Super Smash Bros. Melee is my number two. That's interesting, um, but not necessarily surprising. So obviously I love the Smash Bros. series. That goes without saying, like it's consistent pretty much through my list, through us just talking about um, multiple things. Uh, but, you know, it's it's defining, bro. Like, it was it was crazy to play yeah. that game. And with the types of characters they had in there, and they had pokey floats, which, like, come on, man. Who doesn't fucking love that stage? Yeah. Um, hard to play. It was definitely not competitive. <laughs> but it was so awesome. And it was like, and again, you want to talk about fan service. And, like, the best thing for Nintendo fan service is Smash Bros. Bar none. Yeah. Like, it is, like fan service the game for for Nintendo. So everything about it was great. Graphics were great. Gameplay was great. However, my number one, <laughs> Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's so, fair. So okay. when, when you're talking about because around this time, you know, my my taste for anime was increasing steadily. Mm -hmm. Around this time, you know, my, you know, I will say my, my inspiration to become like I, I want to in the worst way make like a story or like <laughs> preferably like an anime or a comic or right, something right. like that to like with like a crazy deep story and awesome characters and it's like and Tails is known for awesome characters yeah. yes. like definitively they've always been known for awesome characters but like there was something about this group that was just like you know even just and Lloyd you would think would be just blankety blank as he could fucking be you would think being like you know brown haired you know <laughs> shonen protagonist yeah yeah shonen yeah. protagonist but like 
you know, he just was, he, he was a good guy. Like he was like, yeah, he was a bit cocky, but it's like, you know, and it's, it kicked off an obsession with me. Like, you know, I started watching the OVA series that they had, uh, you know, and the, I just want to say, if you get a chance, if you haven't heard the opening theme to that OVA, fucking listen to it. Okay. It's fantastic. And they do it. I can't remember the name of the language. But they they sing it in that language oh, of like okay. the, that's yeah, it, that's fucking cool yeah oh that's, and it, that's the extra and, mile dude and it slaps bro okay. and it's like the anime openings like it, like it was just like everything about that game you could play multiplayer in and because multiplayer was a huge thing for me at the time in but battle yeah in battle you could play multiplayer and it was like the music was awesome the, the graphics were awesome and it was like you know just. I don't know. It, it was amazing, and it was like, and I. The only thing I guess I wish is that because at, at the time it was also a lot of renting video games. Because again, money was a little hard to come by at the time, so yeah, you know, we had to rent it, and we had limited time to play it. And sometimes we'd be renting multiple games because we were kids and we didn't have attention spans like that. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that I wish that I could have done was rolled credits on it, and I was not able you to. You know, they're do doing that. an HD remaster on the Switch. I'll be like, back. <laughs> it looks a little goofy, but if you're that into Symphonia, fuck you might it. I'm, check I it guess out. I'm copping Tales of Symphonia. Final Fantasy XII, Tales of Symphonia, man. I got hours now. Right. That I got. Yep. Uh, Number two. Here we go. My silver is the Xbox 360. Okay. I, I you know what? I agree with that. Now, <laughs> I, once I, I get okay. into these games and talk about them a little bit, number five is Fallout 3. Okay, okay. Now, Fallout 3 in particular over New Vegas for me is is one, New Vegas went completely to buggy shit the first time I tried to play it. And as I said with Final Fantasy 3, I have very limited patience with one shit starts wigging out and it's not really my fault. Mm. Fallout 3, though, I've been to Washington, D.C. I have walked the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I have walked the National Mall. I have walked by Washington's Monument. I walked the World War II Veterans Memorial. To see all that shit in the game, that resonated very heavily with me as a person. Uh, that is cool. I can see that. Holy I shit. That no, cool. no. Like, I, I feel like to have seen the Capitol building and then I'm busting into the Capitol building fighting uh, raiders and a super mutant behemoth. And I'm using an electric sword and a fucking stealth suit. It was fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Number four is Mass Effect 1. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mass Effect 1 is... Yep. Ooh. That's like... I, I remember rolling credits on that. Mass man. Effect that was, 1 was a... It, so it was the first Bioware game after Jade Empire and Coder that I really played. Mm. And my oldest brother picked it up because he was like, hey, this looks cool. I tried it out. Didn't really like it. That is probably... That's absolutely one of our favorite series. Mm. And... All three of them together is absolutely one of my favorite games. Number three, however, is Dragon Age Origins. Okay. The amount of stupid hours I have put into Dragon Age Origins. I Yeah, I remember I I started that game and it was just overwhelming. The amount of like, there was so much you could do in that game, man. Number two is Mass Effect 3. Okay. Okay, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting. That's a that's kind of a hot take. That's a little up there for uh, you know a top five on the on the console. Okay, so I know the original ending sucked, 
But the Citadel DLC is such a fantastic piece of DLC for a game. Yeah, I... I, You get that goodbye with all the characters from the series. It... They could have released Citadel as its own game, and I would have fucking bought it a thousand times. It's that (laughs) fucking good. Man, you very rarely see developers handle DLC like that these days. Number one, though... And this is the game I have beaten the most times. We will get to my ridiculous number in one moment. Mass Effect 2. Oh. <laughs> I have beaten Mass Effect 2 70 times. I have wait, over wait, 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 wait. a thousand hours in that game. Holy fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. So here's the thing, right? Between 2010 and 2012, when Mass Effect 2 came out and Mass Effect 3 came out, I pretty much didn't play anything else. I would finish the game and be like, I didn't like that decision, and immediately start it over. I would play it back to back to back to back to back to back. Then I would take a break for Dragon Age Origins playthrough, and then play it back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> Notice how he just casually says playthrough. <laughs> I got to the point where I could get through the entire game in literally a 24-hour span, DLC included. Whoa. That's fucking insane, dude. That's incredible. And that's getting... That's 100%. I'm not even counting the playthroughs I didn't 100%. (sighs) Man, maybe you need to be the new completionist. (laughs) So, (laughs) shit, that's crazy. (laughs) So my number two is the Switch. Yep. Okay. Um, And once again, we are back at it with, with... not so much not so much about the games again so the switch has been um it's been crazy for me like i remember when the when the fucking pandemic started yeah. and, and nobody was working and everything was fucking weird and hellscapish i remember i ran out and i copped a switch mm-hmm. and uh like we were all playing it Mm -hmm. like the kids were playing uh super mario odyssey i was getting into it my wife was getting into it we started to go ahead and get um now we have two switches and my wife has got a whole roster of games that she plays and she's into and i've got my own games and now everybody who I know, like our whole our whole friend group, yep. are Switch gamers, and we have days where we just everyone just sits down in my living room and we're all just fucking playing the Switch. Yep. And you know that's something where, like, it's that was the reminder, like, holy shit, like your life does not suck. It doesn't have to right. when you fucking become an adult. Um. So once again, we're back at that fucking emotional level. Like, uh, I've got the, the hardware. I don't care. Yeah. Like, right. The, I have some fucking, I, I don't like the joy cons. I, my <laughs> hands are too big for them, but you know, you that split pad. It's like really nice. Right. <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's what it is. It's the, it's crazy. Yeah. How much gaming that I do as a group. And like even with the kids, you know, just the switch, the switch. It's like, like my daughter likes Luigi and Smash Bros. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that seems somehow perfect. Listen, for her. as the taller, younger brother, I understand Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, my number two, uh, which I mean, this was hard. This was probably the hardest for me because, you know, my number one at this point is greatly based off of a, a kind of personal experience. So my number two, because of that is the PlayStation two. Okay. Now here's the thing. I will say this. The PlayStation 2 is the best console of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But no, the, it really is. I think overall, when you're just talking about pound for pound, what you get these consoles for. Now, I, I would agree with that. And once we get to my number one, I'll share why the PlayStation 2 isn't my number one. Right. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um. The PlayStation 2 is just the best console of all time. It had the best games, like, like, and a variety of games. Like, it had backwards compatibility. You know, yeah, backwards compatibility. So you have the entire PlayStation 1 catalog, which we already talked about, was fantastic. Yep. Then you have this PlayStation 2 catalog, which was continuations of a lot of those fantastic games being even more fantastic. Yep. And, you know, a lot of brand new IPs that you started seeing, you know, even if they weren't necessarily brand new to the system itself, mm -hmm. they started becoming popular. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing is like persona, right? For yeah. example, you know, yep. persona hit its stride on the PlayStation was two. three. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Persona three and persona four. Yeah. Both, both of those. And if it weren't for those two persona games, you would not like Atlas in general. Wouldn't, wouldn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep it a buck there. That's the reason why. You know, Atlas is a big company right now. You know, you have, you know, Guilty Gear was really yeah. hitting his stride on yeah. the PlayStation 2. You know, yeah. and yeah. that's the thing. Fighting games, man, they were just beautiful yeah. on this console. You know, um, you had, which granted, you know, it was, you argue what you want. It was a little weird. You get games like Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah. You know, where you start getting like this, you know, this gameplay switch. Mm-hmm. On a very, very popular loop like Tekken. And like it was just phenomenal. And you got to see all of your like favorite characters in this new and you know, at the time groundbreaking graphics. You know, Jack and Daxter, yeah. like come on, dude. Yeah. Like like Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Like these games were stupid good, yeah. man. And like it was almost just default. It's like if you got a PlayStation 2 game, you could pop that sucker open. Now, granted, again, it had shovelware. <laughs> because it was the most po popular console at the time, right? So it had it the had a benefit of not having a lot of money. Is is that you usually got the bangers? Yeah, and that's know? the thing is, I was just banger after banger after banger, rolling credits back to back. Yep, and I'm like, yep, yep. these games were just insanely good. And I'm telling you, when it comes to just the value of a console to me, yes, I love multimedia aspects. You know what does that by default? The fucking TV I'm playing the game on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, great. You got Netflix. So does the TV. And it's significantly less steps. I could just, boop, TV boots up immediately. There's no fucking, like, screens or, like, boot up fucking animations or anything like that. Just, boop, it's on Netflix. Boom. There we go. I'm good. I don't need a console to do Netflix, man. Fair. You know, so when I think about, like, just a pound-for-pound pound strength of these fucking games, man, the PlayStation 2 had it, dude. Right. That was just it. It had it. So, yeah, PlayStation 2 is my number two, which is interesting to have something like that. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> okay, favorite games? For the Switch, I'm going to say... Now, once again... 
I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just fucking sentimental and being fucking sappy today. But That's all right. my number one for the Switch is, um, uh, oh gosh, what was it called? Uh, Link's Awakening DX. Yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't play this game. Right. <laughs> so you you got the the sweet ass remake that I'm hoping they do something similar for for the Oracles games. Right. I never played this game. I got my wife this game. She plays this game. Yeah. Um, my kids, like, I'll come back home from work. They'll be like, oh, my gosh. Ma did this boss battle and this, that, and the third. Like, that's, you know. It's cool. Like, going to sleep and hearing it in the background because she's a fucking insomniac. And she'll, <laughs> um, uh, she'll just stay awake and play games. And I can barely keep my eyes open past 9 o'clock. Of, um, like, so that's that's the number one. That's the number one for that. Okay. Ooh, man. So <laughs> PlayStation 2 has got a unique problem. There's a lot of really fucking good games. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number one. This might be the hardest one I've had to pick. All right. It's kind of an easy way out. This is kind of a cop-out. Is it a cop-out? Is it a cop-out? So, Jack and Daxter. No, that's not a cop-out. So, so I, I don't know. For some reason, because it's it was a launch title, launch window title. I don't know if it was 100% a launch title. I might be wrong about that. Um, you know, it was one of the first games that we got for the yeah. PlayStation 2. Um, but, like, so... When they were talking about graphics and crap like that, you know, it's all cool to get a more, like, realistic look and model and all that stuff. That's all well and good. But, like, this oh, was the... Sly Cooper's one we forgot. Oh, fucking Sly Cooper's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn you. Um, so, it had squash and stretch. You know, yeah. it had this really nice looking, uh, clean cartoon yeah. style. You know, the characters were zany. They moved like cartoons. Yeah. And it was like when like some of the stuff, like if he ran up a hill, he'd run a little differently. Yeah. Like down a hill, he ran a little differently. Yeah. And like ga- like things that PlayStation 2 games that were made after Jack and Daxter did not do that. Right. Like this is stuff that we see nowadays in gaming and call it impressive where it's like oh man he's got like five different walk cycles and it all depends on what you know what terrain he's on blah 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 blah. like you know we look at that as like impressive these days and it's like but jack and daxter was doing that and it was doing that in like you know because almost the same way that uh um Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart, I want to say it's called. Yeah, um, PS5, yeah. You know, it kind of like, you look at it, it's like, this is like a fucking Pixar movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what Jack and Daxter yeah. was. And like, the music was memorable. Like, every, the whole world was just interconnected with yeah. no load screens. That was another huge yeah. thing. You were just running from one part of the world to the other. And then like when you're on this level and you can turn around at a high point of this level and you can see the rest of the fucking world. It was so crazy, dude. It and it was, was like, really it, it was yeah, like, Daxter was great. It, I, uh, agree. I don't know. And also s- side note, uh, Daxter for the PSP was actually very fun. And it's yeah, it was really good. And it's all right. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's my number one. Your number two. Oh no no my number one for for oh, my number okay. you know what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. My, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> number one for me is the PlayStation One whoa 
Okay, so now I will get into why. This is what I was debating. So yes, the PlayStation 2 had backwards compatibility, but I came to the realization most of the games I was playing on the PS2 were PS1 games, which it's not fair to give that credit to the PS2 when they came out on the PS1. Yes, pound for pound and entertainment purposes, I would agree. The PS2 is the absolute best console to have ever come out. Mm. But a lot of that value came from this fucking console right here. The PlayStation 1. Okay, okay. I I mean, you gotta... That's a very valid point. I I can't deny that because we were still playing through PlayStation 1 games even when we got our PlayStation 2. And they ran better. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, I mean, but, I mean, to the credit of it, it was still just a fantastic game by itself back when it was on the PlayStation 1. So, So my number five is Wild Arms. Okay. There we go. That's interesting. I hear you talk about Wild Arms a lot. A lot. I have played every single one except number five, and that bothers me because I want to play number five. (laughs) Number four is Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, okay, that's that's a good one. Number three is Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together. Okay. Which just got a remake, a remaster on all the consoles. If you have not played Tactics Ogre, get that fucking game, support that shit, because they did a lot of shit to that game. Wow. So just fix it. It's got voice acting, new roots, new classes, new story. Ooh, okay, okay. I guess I'm copping that. (laughs) It, I, I haven't played it yet, but I'm excited to just because we've been in the Pokemon series. Uh, number two is Chrono Cross. Okay. Which, okay. as my game from nostalgia, should surprise no one. Number one is, of course, my absolute favorite game of all time. Final Fantasy IX. Yep. 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 I, okay. I, I did. I expected this one. We, yeah. We've talked enough that I know this one. Yeah. Um. You know, oh, speaking of Final Fantasy, can I do an honorable mention for the PlayStation 2 real yeah, quick? Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Final Fantasy X was fantastic. I love that, that. game was fantastic. <laughs> I, nah, I, now that I'm kind of like off the bullshit I was on when I was a teenager, I've given ten a better shot. I haven't fully played through the game, but I'm more willing to play through it now. Eight can die in a fire, though. Ooh. Okay, I'll fight you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but Final Fantasy IX, to me, there's a lot of like special memories associated with that. And I know it has a very, like, kitty cartoony graphic style, but that game tells one of the best fucking stories I've ever had in a video game. Yeah. And yeah. the best part is, is that the character you play as is not the main fucking character. You're witnessing someone else's story through that character's eyes. That's fucking crazy. Huh. So, yes, while Zidane Tribal is your main PC... The actual main character of this game is Princess Garnet till Alexandros the 16th. Because it is more about her journey than it is Zidane's. That's actually really cool, because you don't really see that. That's subverting a trope, yep. which, let's keep it a buck, Final Fantasy ain't done that in a good long time. <laughs> I feel like 12 was the last real one that that was doing that. Yeah, so I guess number one for me is a PlayStation 2. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's fair. So I'm not gonna knock anybody for having that. So I've I've pulled out of my um actually no, I'm still in my fields. Fuck it. Uh, because <laughs> no, that every game I played on that console was an absolute banger. Right. Like the Lord of the Rings, the uh, the two towers. Yep. The yeah. Oh, I loved game. that fucking that game. one was amazing. Maximal, I forgot about. 
Maximo, Ghost to Glory, yep. the uh, successor to um, Ghosts and Goblins. Shadows of the Colossus. Man, they should do yep. another Maximo. Shadows of the Colossus. Like, <laughs> in Brussels, go. let's make this happen. <laughs> like, when you look at games like um, Shadow of the Colossus and Jack and Daxter, the way that they were put together, it's like, hey, um, you do remember that games don't do this for another couple of decades, right? <laughs> um, Fuck you, we're doing it now. Yeah, and, and it was amazing. Um, oh, Kinetica, God, war. which was a, oh, that's a, a deep ridiculous... Cut. Oh, it was a, yeah. I'm playing that right now on my P5. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Okage Shadow King. Oh, that's man, a that weird was one. another I, one. I, I'm really surprised you guys, you guys don't usually go obscure RPG like that. Hey, listen, man. No, Okage was good. We yeah, Obscure really RPGs good. was PlayStation 2 for us, man. That was... <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And it, like... But you never what? played any of the Wild Arms. No, remember, what was that one that we played? Um... They named, the main character was his name was Mouse. Oh, he had orange hair. I can't remember. I I, I need to remember that one because that you want to talk about obscure RPGs. This was like out there at the time. I feel like I know what that is. Yeah, and it, like crazy man. They just had everything. Yeah. Man, Gay Shadow King was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever play uh, Orphan Sion of Sorcery? I have. I've seen it. I've. Wanted to get I, it a multiple times. I watched the anime. Yeah, I did watch the anime. Uh, yeah. But what's your number one? Um, okay, so my number one. Now, here's the thing. You you might have slightly pulled out of the feels. I'm fully into the feels right now for this choice. It is the Nintendo Switch. No, the, that's fair. My number one is the Nintendo Switch because it... Uh, okay, so no hyperbole. It has sort of saved, like my year yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, getting back into playing even just Pokemon like mm-hmm. we talked about and beating the Elite Four and like, you know, it's kind of like weird that I'm like this renaissance of like, <laughs> you know, kind of going back into how I felt when I first like, you know, when I got a DS or yeah. when I got like a Game Boy Advance and like I'm sitting here and I'm running these games and I'm running these games with you know, my friends and my family and, you know, it's like, you know, it kind of re-inspired me to look at, you know, it's not so bad. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like it's not so bad right now to like, cause being an adult is, is a scary fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like let's, let's keep that a buck. <laughs> you know? with you. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're being real, there's a lot of like, it's just stress. It's, you know, work, it's exhaustion. And then it's like, then next thing you know, you hit a day off. And you're just sitting there on the couch, you know, mostly at Red King's house. <laughs> when I, you know, that's what we do. We just kind of gather at Red King's house and we sit there and we play video games. And it's like, you know, and I'm looking around and everyone's, you know, they're talking about what they're catching today. Yep. And, you know, oh, man, I got this yesterday and we're joining in on raids and like, you know, and the next thing you know, I find myself going back, and you know, next thing I got, I got Monster Hunter Rise, and you know, I ended, okay. I, you know, I ended up grabbing, uh, which you know, it, it it might be a little weird, but uh, fitness boxing too, you no, know, I, is, I, I have Ring Fit, you know, it, <laughs> it, it's it's an obsession of mine, and I'm like, I started to remember because it reminds me of like DDR, and it reminds yeah. you of you know Wii Sports, and it reminds you of you know, because I have this okay, gamut of games. How have you not grabbed Fire Emblem yet? 
So that's the thing is that's my next step. And my okay. next step is doing that in preparation for engaged. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm pre-ordering. It <laughs> so uh, that's the thing so. is is I'm like <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like I'm going to get this game yeah. because like and it was like not even a year ago, man. I'm like looking at it and oh, I don't got time and oh, you know, I really shouldn't be doing that or like you know, this is a waste of my time. I should be doing other things. And it's like, then next thing you know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm going to buy this game. And I buy that game. And I, like, I sit there. And even Play sometimes, it. yeah, that's the thing. And sometimes it's just by myself. Yeah. Like, I'll just be sitting in my room. Lights are off. TV's on. That nice bluish glow of yeah. that TV. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing this fucking video game. Yep. And it's like... And I'm like, damn, man, like, ah, oh, like, I'm finally not stressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the Nintendo Switch is undoubtedly my favorite console because, you know, it, it you know, it saved a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. So, favorite game. I Ninja. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa. That is interesting. <laughs> okay. Awesome choice. That game had a lot of different gameplay yeah, types. Um, okay. The main character was just a ball of fucking rage. <laughs> I uh, loved Eye Ninja, dude. Yeah. It was real fantastic game. So, um, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to do two again. <laughs> so, so my, my number two, and th- they're both for similar reasons. My number two is, uh, what was it? It was Shantae and the Half Genie Hero or something like that. Those are really good platforms. So yep. so here's a little insight is that you remember uh, Red King, me and our sister actually way, way back. It is no longer existent, had a YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little rough. Uh, we don't talk about that YouTube channel and I will, uh, I will not say the name on this podcast, <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, we had a YouTube channel and, you know, I remember the first and only game that we rolled credits on, on that YouTube channel was Shantae, the half genie hero. And, you know, it was not, I mean, the gameplay was fantastic. The visuals are fantastic. I mean, it's way forward. Come on now. Like if you have a 2D size scroller that's made by way forward, it's fucking fantastic. There's no two ways about it. Like don't even try me with that shit. (laughs) But it's like, you know, also just having that memory ingrained with that is like fucking beautiful. Because I'm like, damn, man, you know, there's like, ah. Video games are history for me, so it's like, <laughs> and uh, here we go. Hot take: <laughs> Pokemon Violet <laughs> is my is my number one favorite. I can't blame you. Switch game, <laughs> and you know it's my number one favorite Switch game because it's the reason I'm playing video games again. Yeah. So you know, there's there's not much else to be said about that. You can talk about the bugs all you want. You can talk about the visuals all you want. You can also fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's fair. <laughs> you know? so, I'll give you that one. <laughs> The way you feel about Violet is how I felt about Shield. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it, like, and that's the thing is like, it, and I'm starting to realize like, you know, there's a reason why these series are long running. There's right. a reason why they're still here. And you know, if you want to take the route of being a pessimist about it, you know, you can pick apart every little fucking thing about it. But then there's also you could just sit down, shut up, and play the game. And enjoy right. it. <laughs> sit down, shut the fuck up, and enjoy the fucking game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And with that, uh, we are at last call. Um, we are Critical Hit. 
the beer of the night was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blackwater Series Nitro Hot Cocoa by Southern Tier Brewing Company. Um, that was, you know, yeah, that was that that was something. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, kind of like a side loaded nostalgia episode, but it was. No, it was great. It was great to talk about um, the amazing consoles. There's many of them, and still worth playing. Don't don't fuck around and sleep on these on these oldies. They're still they're still goodies. Yeah, if you can get them, get them. Like yeah, <laughs> but the benefit is is that a lot of those games are coming back out. Yeah. <laughs> um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify. Pandora, we're we're on um, iHeartRadio, yeah. a lot of places. Find <laughs> us, subscribe to us. We are your favorite, um, <laughs> and we will see you again next Thursday. Till then, drink hard and play responsibly, and get yourself some consoles. <laughs>